Mike Love, I got a question. Question, 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 question. Uh, who's this on the birthday line? Eddie. Hey, you rock. <laughs> what is your zodiac sign? Oh, what is hey, now you, you're catching me off guard now, man. <laughs> Uh, too old, too old. <laughs> Where you from, bro? Oh, Shy Rock, baby. Oh my goodness. Coming real, it's the next episode. Welcome to Chicago. Where the fire serve cold with the wolves and the hawks never shiver in the snow. The bulls keep it running, the socks run the south, the cubs run the north, but the bears run the house. Two Chicago sports fans got the ears to the street. Any team make a move and they never skip a beat. And in this house, this is where we be. Welcome to the show with E Rock and Big Z. Welcome, 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 uh, welcome to Chicago. Coming from the True Chicago Sports Fan Cave, this is the TCSF Podcast with E-Rock and Big Z. It's my birthday, hey. That's right, that's right. <laughs> Episode 136 is brought to you by 606 Media, True Chicago Sports Fans, and Grit Clothing Company. Don't forget to go to gritclothingco.com and get your official TCSF Podcast t-shirt. Search for keyword True Chicago and use our promo code TRUEFAN15 for 15% off your entire order. That is TRUEFAN15. Go and get your official TCSF shirts now. They're great uh, birthday gifts. They are, they are, <laughs> for those of us who are getting older day by day. As always, I am Big Z, and I'm here with the birthday boy, E-Rock. What up? What's up, Z? What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to the show. If you're a first-timer or a long-timer, please remember to hit that subscribe button, that notify button, and go ahead and give us a review on your listening app of choice. You can find us on Facebook at True Chicago Fans. You can follow us on Twitter at True Shy Fans and on IG at True Chicago Sports Fans. And don't forget, you can support the show with a monthly subscription at anchor.fm slash True Chicago Sports. Fans, go on over there and click on support, and you can subscribe for as low as 99 cents a month. Listen, do you like the show? I do. Are you a fan? Hell yeah. Then tell your friends, and they will tell their friends, and we can all be friends just like Biggie said. Listen, if you like the content, if you enjoy, if we make you laugh or, uh, you know, just yell a little bit at the radio while you're uh, driving around and uh, hearing us uh, swear at the kids on the way to the, <laughs> on the way to school in the morning, on the way to work. you know, just uh, share it with others who uh, would like the content as well. Well, Z, what's up, brother? How you doing? Well, let me first off by saying happy birthday, brother. It's, appreciate it. Yeah, appreciate you know, it's, it. It's it's the the twenty first anniversary of my twenty first birthday, <laughs> right? So that's uh, that's how that's gonna go. Uh, what does your body say you feel like? Uh, I feel like about seventy six. You that's know, seventy six. Uh, sometimes seventy seven. <laughs> Depends you know. on a good day, right? That's right. No man, it's been a it's been a hell of a week. Uh, glad to have you back in and around back in studio. So it's a little yeah different. yeah in that, person. I, I hate that Zoom live and direct. That's right. And then we had uh, Sean fill in. So the, shout out to Sean for uh, doing his little thing there. Shout out to Sean for his extremely oh, uh, <laughs> huge library of sports knowledge that he Here put on go display with the last week. Back and forth on I, the show. Look, I appreciate it. The first thing I said, I was like, I I gotta say, I love Sean. 
working his way through his his limited sports knowledge, which I know is limited. He's in the music business. Yeah. We he is not the first person that we've had on the show that does not have uh, an extensive uh, sports knowledge. We had Mikey O, who is like in and out of certain things. Um, Enrique Calderon, Calderon was in, and we you know I was just just trying to trying to steer it in a direction where you can recognize you know okay what can we talk about how can we get you to come out yeah. and and how can we get you to blossom and talk about your own experiences and and related to the to the sports world that we talk about so i mean you guys did a great job and I, I definitely kept it topical just because i knew his sports knowledge isn't as vast as right. ours so i wanted to have a conversation you know what 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 was your experience like of you know what do you know what do you hear you know because he is more of a casual fan right. of sports so he's not indefinite or sports junkie and, like and we heard all about me and people and you know the, the cases of beers sitting in the back of the, the car and all that see, stuff so see. yeah i mean and look who who can resist the dulcet tones of a sean daly i'm from the no water voice. on the weekend podcast you know what i mean yeah so you know <laughs> like look we, we a voice yes uh uh you know i i won't say anything about the face for radio we'll leave wow. that for another episode shots fired i can't wait to hear the bang, bang, bang 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 <laughs> man it's, it's crazy man these kids are driving me up to sign insane man uh coming down the days of spring break four more days of uh children teaching so if you want to call it that uh-huh. uh yeah gonna be rolling out the ball Fuck that. Look, I mean, considering the fact that you did that for your job and then I go do my regular job and then you decide to do that on the side for free with all the coaching that, that we do, you know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah, dude, I, I get it. I get yeah, it. I mean, the coaching's fun because you're, you're, you're willing to be there. They're willing it's, to be there. That's Sometimes. A sometimes. I, that's so, a pain in the ass. So I had an incident today where I had two players. We had an 8 a.m. practice on a Sunday uh, for 8 to 10 uh, practice, and I had two players who are sisters who are twins, and, uh, you know, I'm not going to do names because that's shitty. They don't listen anyways. They don't. Um, but the thing is is that they, uh, they showed up an hour and a half late. And a two-hour practice. And I says, you know what? I'm sorry. I can't. I'm not going to be able to fit you into the full schedule today. You know, you're going to be able to warm up on the sideline. But, I mean, all the other stuff that we have going on, you, you weren't here for, like, the other three things that we did. So, right. I'm going to let you warm up and all that stuff. But, I mean, like, you, you got to stress how important it is to your parents that I be there as the player. I put it, I put a lot of onus this year on the player. You yeah. have to be the one to check in. You have to be the one. You're going to high school soon. The coach is not going to sit there and like, did mom say that you're going to show up to practice today? Uh-uh. So this is a preparation of them going into next year, going into high school, and to understand if you want to play sports, if you want to be a part of the team, you have to make sure that you communicate and everyone knows what's going on. Because otherwise, like, it, it, it you can get you, lost in translation. You get lost in translation. You get where you're coaches and your and your your teammates and uh, we're worried about you and we have to make sure that okay what happened here like are you okay that's number one and number two is like all right well i have to structure a a practice and a game plan around who says they're going to be available and you don't tell me you're going to be available or you tell me you are and you're not then i have to kind of you know change things around and then you know it just makes it much more difficult i completely agree with you i did that with struggle with some of that during the basketball season for the boys and it's like if you don't show the practice, yeah, do not expect to play. And right. if you do, it's going to be very limited. Uh, you know, yeah, because if, if you're installing an offense and you don't know, you look like you know you're yes. doing headlights. You have no idea what's going on. Well, I think it's also important to note that like you you can't just say okay, well you weren't here. This is what it is. I you know I even pulled him aside. I was like, you, you it might seem like I'm being mean to you right now, but that's yeah. not what it is. I says it's not fair to the other people who are here exactly. at eight in the morning when you guys show up at nine thirty. Like it's just what it is. Be on top of it. If, it. if this is important to you, then make sure that you're on top. Mom, Dad, we got to get up. I got to get to practice. I got to do this. 
that was what the thing kind of bothered me. Yeah. You know what I mean? But you got to be on top of it. If you want to be a part of it, hey, you show me you want to be a part of it. No, I totally, I completely agree with you. And it's, especially at that age, you, you're going to be transitioning to a high school setting where you're going to yep. be more on your own. And you are, you got to have ownership of what you're going to be doing. If you're going to be playing a sport, you've got to get yourself there to practice or tell your parents, hey, you know what? Uh, I need to write at 6.30 in the mm-hmm. morning. And don't tell them at 5.45. Right. You know, right. You tell no. them the night before so they can prepare as well. Um, and, you know, if you have to wash your clothes, your yeah. uniform, you know, is, are your cleats ready? I mean, I, I go to the point where I'm like, hey, early practice tomorrow. Make sure you please grab some food before you come into practice. Okay, I don't need yes. anyone. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, I, and, and I look out for them more than other coaches uh, in the sense that I'm like, hey, like, I'm going to give you little reminders like you're on my own kids. Right. But it comes to a certain point is like if you don't, uh, you know, you don't respond or you don't uh, take care of your responsibilities. I'm giving you all the tools to, to, to be able to su- succeed, <laughs> sir. Sustain success, <laughs> um, but to be able to achieve that, and you know what I mean. Like if you want to keep going and you want to keep this as, as a thing that you do, you know, you got to be in, in, in control of your own shit. Yeah, yeah, and it's just it, like you said, it's teaching responsibility, and you know, you're at that age where they they try to act grown, but they're, they're still children. Yeah. Um, so you have to check them in, in, a, in a good way and, you know, let them know that you're going to be responsible. And you're going to be held responsible 100%. because you're not only affecting yourself, but you're affecting the team and the whole everybody. team. Right. Right. So, you know, if you're into coaching, you know, the lifestyle and yeah. you know exactly what we're talking about. But um, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. Super excited for having a week off with spring break. <laughs> I know during my spring break, you'll be coaching every day. But, uh, yeah, I will be uh, doing some spring cleaning and purging at the house. Uh, yeah. Literally got to get rid of a lot of shit. Well, speaking of breaking, I heard you broke some pins and uh, brought home a trophy. Oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, the Knights of Columbus uh, State Tournament. Uh, our team did not win. Uh, you know, we qualified for state uh, from the city uh, area, but we did not win. Uh, we I think we took, like, fifth place or something, like six. Okay. Seven, yeah, which is not bad. Out of how many? Uh, I think there was, like, 20 teams. Okay, it's not I mean bad. it's not. I mean it's not terrible. It's yeah, not, but it's you not, know you want to be on top. It's not know? Barkley terrible. It's terrible. terrible. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It, it's not. It's not that. But um, I did take second place overall. Yeah, I don't know how I got that trophy, but I'm just I'm 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 really thinking that it was a combination of all your pins between both tournaments because I didn't. I had an okay series. I didn't have a great series. But you know what? There's a trophy on my mantle, and uh-huh. I'm gonna enjoy. It. Yeah, I mean, look, like like I said, the first thing I, I, I sent you a message, congrats, that's what's up. I mean, it's cool. You know what I mean? Even as you get older, like, for I, I think about, like, trophies that my daughters won over the years, right. where it's cheerleading and softball, and I'm like, you know, in 10 years, in 20 years, how much is this going to mean to you? As an adult, like, hey, I did this. Look what I did, guys. Oh, 100%. You know what I mean? so Especially for up. us, you know, we both had hip surgery, yep. and, and yep. for me to come back and be able to throw as hard as I can now, it, yeah. it took me about a year and a half just to get back into that into that rhythm and to be able to do the get my power back even with my evaluation a couple months ago with uh one of the pts uh he actually is a bowler and my tuesday like he evaluated my 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 stance my everything my gait everything and he's like dude your left leg is a lot smaller than your right leg yep and i'm like well that's where i had the surgery and he's like yeah we need to start leaving you got that atrophy yeah uh, a lot of atrophy (laughs) and he's like you need to build it up again um so that way you don't injure yourself on the right side because you're overcompensating and uh, you would know that because i I know quite uh, a bit about that that. yeah i'm doing that now yeah i mean well that's the thing is that so what before i had my my first surgery my my right calf was like so much bigger than my left that when i wore it was the first uh uh it was my cousin's wedding it was the first thing i had done 
like formal or really out uh, since the surgery. And I was walking around with a cane and like I was <laughs> I bought this brand new pair of pants and it was so tight on my right calf. That like it was it was ridiculous and it was baggy on my left one. I was like, this is a problem. <laughs> now it's a little bit more even, but I think what's happening is that since the the hip replacement surgery, uh, the one that didn't get repaired, that one is a little bit shorter. And that was something that was even discussed with the surgeon before right. I had the surgery because my brother was there in the room and he had brought it up because he had seen other patients that had that issue before. And the doctor was like, yeah, no problem. They're going to be the same. Like they're no. not. They're not. They're not. So yeah. I mean. I definitely feel some uh, discomfort there, and you know, as long as I can kind of get it back into, uh, you know, it, it, I can feel a click if I can get it to click back in the way that it needs to go while I'm walking. I'm cool, you know. But uh, but yeah, there's What's the, that I, clicking sound. Yeah, That's right. Like, what the hell? Mark. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm very very familiar with that clicking sound. But I mean, look, it's just a part of life. Getting older, but I mean, look, uh, you know, I, I always talk about uh, birthdays being very important to me. Yeah. Just knowing the people that uh, at this point, people that I've known in my life that have never, uh, will never get the chance to experience another birthday. So I yep. appreciate every single one that I come across. So I appreciate your your well wishes and come to that. And uh, look, you know, uh, pain pain is a part of life. If you're not feeling pain, it means you're dead. So yeah. I mean, I'd rather feel the pain. Oh well, that, that that's what it is. You know, it's uh, oh, a mantra to live by. I just want to give a quick shout out to the six oh six strikers. Yes, because yeah. they were sponsored by six oh six media, of course. <laughs> the boys, yeah, Sean, Stephen, we all and uh, Tim, we all took the road trip down there to Peoria, two and a half hours in the Jeep. Timmy, yeah, yeah, good music on the way down, some classic there rock. Go. There you go. And then recorded an episode of No One on the Weekend on the back inside of the Jeep. Ooh, so hey. I, I'm excited to see uh, hear how that sounds. That'll he, be interesting for because, sure. You know, Sean, Sean's yeah. an auto engineer, so he'll probably do his magic on that. He did such a good job with our YouTube video. Syncing up the audio and the and the video that it came out really clean. Which for one the, for the Martin for the Martin episode? Oh, that was all me, bro. Uh huh. Really? Oh yeah. I he was supposed to do it. Okay, but he was stuck in Florida for two weeks uh, and he, he was busy with his work. He okay. was supposed to do it, but uh, yeah, that was that was all me, sir. Good job, sir. Thank Good you. job. Thank you. He's learning. <laughs> <laughs> I pop a collar, but I don't got one right now, sir. I'm wearing my TCSF shirts. Get one uh, at uh, Great Clothing Co. There you go. <laughs> Get that sponsor. Use our man. promo code TrueFan15. That's right. That's right. 15% off your entire order. doesn't have to be just our stuff. That's right. Anything exciting happen this week for you? Um, besides let's your birthday. see. Besides your birthday. Besides my birthday. Look, softball again. I also, uh, my birthday is Monday. The, my youngest, uh, her birthday is uh, the Friday after that. So this will be her first time ever actually having a birthday party because at four years old, uh, COVID has taken away all of her birthday parties. She's born wow. March 31st. So COVID, uh, COVID kicked in. Week before, right? Right before, like uh, uh, St. Patty's Day of uh, what, 2020, right? Yep. So she would have been, that would have been her first birthday party. So she's at four years old, never had a birthday party. So this will be her first ever uh, party. Um, so excited for that. Excited for her. I mean, she's she's a she's a sweet kid. She's very uh, sneaky already at, at four years old. Mm-hmm. She's very opinionated. She knows what she wants and she's uh, very loud about it. And she doesn't. She's not shy. She's not a shy kid. So definitely takes after you. Yeah, the, <laughs> she's nice and loud. Mm-hmm. Um, also, you know, my oldest, uh, they had the uh, the international days like we used to have at yeah, Lane, that yeah, kind yeah, of thing awesome. at, at her school. Uh, Mr. Allegreza, for those Lane heads out there, he actually, uh, our old uh, history teacher at Lane Tech, he works at my daughter's school. So that's very interesting to see the grumpiest dude I ever met in my life uh, still not only alive, but also <laughs> out there oh. terrorizing a whole new generation of students. So, wait, good for you. Um, they're like, what do you mean, Mr. A? I was like, Mr. A, no, 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 no. Got to say it's one. No, I say it all the way, so we know we can feel the sharpness every all the way through. Um, but yeah, so she actually uh, went up there and she introduced. They had a lot of Mexican dancers that showed every like state. 
Um, Mexico. Uh, yes, every state of Mexico. Traditional dances, dress, hats, all that stuff. So she was actually one of the ones that went up there on stage and introduced them. She was and then Mike Yo. She was she an was, MC. She was. So she did a good job. She was one of the kids up there. And then uh, um, we brought in some Jamaican patties for her to uh, have all the people to try out and all that stuff. So, I mean, it, it was really cool. It's, it's cool to see her in a capacity where she has to be an extrovert, right? Because she will shut down, but she'll also be the one to start the party, right? She has no problem doing those dances and TikTok and bringing her friends to do those dances. Dances too, so seeing her not only be an extrovert, but it, to that extent, because a lot of people have stage fright. You know, when we were at when we did the uh, that fundraiser with Mikey O, and we're yeah. sitting up there, and I'm like, I, I'm holding the mic and I'm shaking, and I'm like, all right, calm down. And you got those lights in your face, so you don't see the people, but you know, there's like 300 people just staring at you, and they're like, who the fuck is this guy? Why is he on the stage? Right? Yeah. I just heard some great music. I heard about this charity event. Who the fuck is this guy? Right? So, but I mean, like the first when I did, oh, give it up for Mikey O, and I'm like, oh, you like me now because I mentioned this guy right yeah that's quick so, she popped that's what that is 100 yeah, percent. so i mean that's just what it is i mean you know just just pretending like you have some confidence when you get up on the bike and i think that's what we'd be doing for what 136 episodes 136 <laughs> and some extra ones in there yeah definitely, that's right definitely. that's right man that's it that's it so you got that i mean um you go to dinner yeah, we went to uh, we went out to dinner. We don't go to dinner for uh, you know as adults because you know we have children. So uh, we <laughs> we went out to uh, we went out to True Lux in Rosemont. We had a really nice dinner last night, my wife and I. So an actual adult dinner, and I told her I says it feels like we're at some type of uh, like a wedding venue because we don't go to places like this. There's a lady on the uh, on the piano playing like Sade, and like you know I think oh, she sure. played like uh, was it American Boy, and we're like what is what? like but it was like uh, could have played her a, you know, give her a twenty to play some of the hip hop on there no nah, she it was her singing individually oh, like it was her singing and then like but then she left and came back like 20 minutes later and she's playing i'm like those are you're playing the hits now because you're just playing the same songs you played 20 minutes ago but then she brought in some other like i think estella's the artist from american boy and uh, a couple other songs i think she played like some john legend and um alicia keys so i mean like she was she was decent so she, uh, you know i threw five bucks in her tip jar and uh you know, we, we spent a nice little chunk of money up there, but the food was really good. So I definitely, uh, I'd, I'd go back to that joint for sure. Sweet. sweet yeah. So sweet. other than that, softball starting up again. We're getting ready to do our outside uh, outside practices and just firing it up and, uh, you know, trying to keep these kids motivated, ready to go, ready to go win some more championships and, uh, you know, just, Championship. just busting our ass. That's 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 really the entire gist of it, man. Yeah, being a girl dad, bro. Yeah, it is. And, and one last thing is that the little one, we just signed her for T-ball, so I get to start this process all over again and i can't oh wait boy. for that i've never coached from t-ball before i'm not coaching this year because there's i got too much going on with the 14u but next year i will definitely start coaching with the uh with the t-ball that's something I, i've never coached from that level before and uh it's gonna be definitely interesting because you're t- talking about girls that have been playing for the past 10 you know 12 years of their life versus kids who have no idea what the hell they're doing like, why do i have a bet right and i'm like well it's not to hit me so stop doing that <laughs> i don't care how much you and running the third instead of the first right right so that'll be uh it'll be interesting interesting to, to uh again not this year but next year i'll jump in head first when when you know the little ones are a little bit more i think now it's just the, the experience of being out there and like look i have a bat i have a ball you know um but you know next year really fully going into it, it'll be really really interesting so I think, uh, I think mila will take a lot of it from osmosis from watching her sister i think she's excited about the idea because she right. always wants to be she'll, she'll she'll be there for practices and she'll be trying to do the, the drills, and I always have new push-ups. So if they miss a the ball, they do a push-up, especially that late in mm-hmm. the in the season. And she's over there doing the fake push-ups, and they're all just watching her. And I'm like, look, I, I know it's the cute that she's here and all, but you guys still have to do your work. <laughs> like, I get it. I get it. You know what I mean? Like, other with her. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, so that, that'll be an a, a interesting new journey in this, uh, in this process here. 
Well, it sounds exciting for the whole uh, family there. Family fun. It is. It is. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, today we're going to talk about uh, a lot of baseball. We have baseball, opening day baseball. coming up. I have both of my fantasy baseball drafts coming up, and I have not done any Mac drafts, so I, I have no idea what to draft. Life, yeah. And you better set your fucking keepers. Yeah, I, computer, I, know. Yeah, I know. Um, but yeah, so we'll, we'll talk a little bit about uh, opening day, maybe a little bit about uh, some WBC in the final with the, uh, with the Angels going against each other. And uh, we got all that plus throwing a pot and what? you looking at but first this is the big three with big z all right iraq i'm big z and you're not nope <laughs> now for today's stories oh that always cuts out quick on this <laughs> one yeah <laughs> i'll edit that later all right <laughs> no you won't no i won't no you won't no i won't story number one and this uh, goes out to all the dads out there who's ever stepped on a lego Oh, I one of the top five worst pains. It, it, it's not fun. It's no, not fun. Definitely not fun. Six scientists swallow Legos in the name of science. <laughs> you want to ask why? Try but dry. Yeah. Why ask why? Six scientists swallow Lego figureheads, not just a Lego oh, piece. Oh, the head. Yeah, okay, they, okay. They, they swallowed the head in order to find out how long it takes to poop them out. Okay. Yeah, all in the name of science. Science, bitches. Who pays for this shit? Uh, science does. So clearly, is there a science fund? I don't know. Yes, it's the. Uh, how long does it take to shit out a Lego head? Science fund. Jesus. Christ. Sponsored by GE. So apparently, there's no danger <laughs> of forgetting. Uh, there's no danger in swallowing one because apparently they can shit it out. And this incredibly serious and super important study that was published in the Journal of Pediatrics of Child Health. Use two scoring systems, stool hardness and transit. <laughs> yeah. Or it's called chat. <laughs> it's, um, it's, it's their civic duty. Yeah, stool hardness and transit. Chat. Look at that. Duty. Uh, <laughs> Oh, wow. So the chat score was uh, actually split up into pre-chat scores, <laughs> which logged normal bowel habits and researchers and post-chat <laughs> a score that was logged after the Lego head was swallowed. Uh, the pre- and post-chat scores were then compared, and then data was gathered. This sounds like a really shitty study. Um there's that joke number one. <laughs> um, so the the second part of this is called the found and retrieve time. Oh. And if you look at that acronym, it's called FART. <laughs> so meanwhile, the FART score was a little bit more grim, if you can imagine, and required participants to shit, uh, sh sorry, sift, not oh, shit, sift through their poop. In the days following the swallowing, in the hopes of finding a yellow. So not only did they have to swallow this thing and wait for it to poop, now they got to sift through their poop and then so, analyze it. So here, here's the thing. From hardness to softness. Here's so it depends thing. on what you eat, besides the Lego head. So that Lego head is very yellow. So are you just banned from eating corn for like three weeks while the you, study's yeah, happening? You can, you like can you can't? They're like, hey, I found it. No, I didn't. Oh, hey, I found it. No, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's like fucking it's like shifting. And do you do you take off the hair? I mean, you know, because I have I little hair or yeah. helmets or whatever. Yeah, I would assume so because you don't want those two pieces to come apart. Then you get like diverticulitis and you're all fucked up. And then can you imagine like you get the Lego with the fucking like you know Joker face or something like just staring at you like. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> but imagine you have to sit there and shift through your own shit. Oh uh, no, that's enough for me, sir. Right? Like, mm -hmm. or just waiting for it. It's almost like the story of like the dog uh, swallowing the engagement ring and you're just following around with a baggie or trying to side oh, to his asshole and you're like. God. 
What was yeah. it? Caught in 60 seconds when the dog ate the fucking keys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So according to the study, the fart score averaged 1.71 days. 1.71 gigawatts. Yeah, yeah. The, so the Lego was out within two days. That's not bad. I mean, you know, so you you know, one thing that is a total myth is the uh, thing about uh, if you swallow gum, it stays in your system for seven years. That's total bullshit. Is it? Yeah, it's bullshit. Did you just you? don't you don't see it. I mean, unless you're blowing bubbles out your ass, you don't know it's coming. <laughs> is it bubbleish? It is. <laughs> <laughs> it, only if you got the mad apple bottom jeans and the boots oh, with the fur. Oh wow, wow. <laughs> Sound clip. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Story number two. And I'm going to start this by saying fuck Ohio. Um, authorities in Ohio say a man literally lost his arm when he was attacked by a pet zebra over the weekend. Uh, I'm sorry. Please. It's not zebra. Okay. It's zebra. Oh, sorry. Pet zebra. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> and I have that sound clip too. <laughs> Deputies in Pickaway County Sheriff's Office, or PCSO, if you're all into the acronym still, uh, responded to the home in Circleville on a Sunday after a man called in saying, my arm has been bitten off by a zebra. Wouldn't that be Stripesville? Dad joke number two. Yes. There we go. I need that. I need a bell. For for those of you keeping score. (laughs) Uh, So he said, I think I tore my arm off. He told the dispatcher. (laughs) Uh, Either he did or he didn't. Like, how do you you think? It's it's an absolute. Well, when you go into shock, like when you have, especially something as traumatic as that, you don't want to look. You're like, "Uh, Uh, no, you don't. No, yeah. Like, I think so, but like, uh, what's it hangling, (laughs) dangling on the side of your arm, uh, your body there? So the zebra continued acting aggressively (laughs) after first responders sent it to the scene before he was eventually shot and killed by an officer. So this was a male zebra. A male zebra. Mm. I knew a female zebra once. Joke number three. Yeah. Uh, if we were doing YouTube right now, there would be a counter up there <laughs> right above my head. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, hmm. yeah. Why, I don't, I don't why do you have a pet zebra? But it's, zebra. Not just, it's not just that. I mean, like, what what did you do to this poor animal? You you had to abuse it, right? Like you'd be like, hey, you're black with white stripes, not white with black stripes, motherfucker. What did you say to me? Like. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, must have been a black on black crime. Oh, oh no! Oh no! No, no. Mm-mm. Yeah. So apparently, zebras are allowed as pets in Ohio. The state did not list them as wild and dangerous animals. I mean, guess he didn't get the fucking report on that one. Shocking, no one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, again, fuck Ohio. <laughs> Story number three. Oh, I don't know if uh, we want to get into this one. Probably been into everybody else. Too late now. <laughs> scientists, scientists, not scientists, think they found a 2,000-year-old dildo in ancient Roman ruins. Oh, my God. Yeah. Have you seen this picture? It's like a big fucking club. I figured it was like a, the, the world's oldest pickle. Get it? Dad joke number four. Oh, no. no, no. <laughs> <laughs> that one's legit. Uh, so sex toys can provide pleasure, deeper intimacy, and even help those with pelvic Floor, floor pain. Jesus, that's a... Uh, Ouch. Yeah. Hmm. People uh, have also used them for much longer than in history than we think. Well, the Romans were perverts. Y- yeah. Well, y- here, you know, you know what's funny is that, like, kind of speaking on that topic a little bit about, like, the shit that, uh, that like, previous generations and, like, ancient civilizations, yeah. civilizations used to do, where, like, now we're like, wait a minute. Like, 
so there's this whole thing now about like drag shows in like libraries and shit like that. And I'm like, if you really look at it, it men have been dressing up as yes. ladies in every sitcom for the past 50 years, number one. And number two, this was a normal thing. Watch fucking Game of Thrones or King, uh, Shakespeare. Shakespeare. Like they dressed up and they act like they, the they, founding fathers wear fucking wings and high heels. Everyone was gender fluid. It was just a more recent. That's a World War II invention. That's what that is. That's what it comes down to. Jesus Christ. Yeah, so archaeologists, archaeologists. Him too, him too. Yeah, that guy too. Found almost a seven inch long artifact. That's aggressive. <laughs> Damn. Seven inches. Jesus Christ. Talk about splinters. Yeah, like fuck. Literally. That joke fuck. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, wow. Coming out of nowhere. Oh. Hey. There we go. Watch your mouth, cabron. Hey, there it is. Um, now, now that's a dad joke. <laughs> <laughs> How to become a dad joke uh, Yeah it's, 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 it's rubbing off Look at that Oh, <laughs> oh man um, Yeah I don't even want to talk about this anymore Because it's um, This is highly inappropriate sir For, yeah, children, very for children's programming <laughs> But for, for us it doesn't give a, we don't oh. give a shit Yeah there's really not much Context to talk about this When it comes to like a, a big 7 inch Penis, <laughs> but so you know, the, the, again, like talking about a lot of these inventions that were around before, like uh, even something as simple as like the toilet paper hold, uh, roll holder, yeah. um, like a, a, an electric cigarette, elect, you know, vaping. Yeah, yeah. A lot of this stuff has been around forever, and the yeah. patent was made, but it was never you know made into mass production. production. And so, I mean, this is just another one of those things, and you know, probably because you couldn't hook it up to a nine volt battery at the time, you had to wait till you know you don't want some guy in the back like sitting there churning on a bicycle, but like all right, it's charged up, Betty. Like, yeah. <laughs> like oh, a little bit too high. <laughs> this takes uh, the meaning of Toy Story to a whole new meaning. Oh boy, <laughs> is it Buzz or is it Woody? Who knows? Well, this one's Woody. <laughs> now it's Buzz. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, I'm Big Z, and that's news to me. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsors. Hey, true Chicago sports fans, show off your Chicago pride with some fresh clothes from Grit Clothing Company. Grit Clothing Company. At Grit Clothing, they create that simple yet classic style that represents that Chicago Southside lifestyle. From t-shirts to hoodies, hats to glassware, they've got you covered. Grit has everything you need to represent your Chicago pride. So do it right now. Check out GritClothingCo.com and use the promo code TrueFan15. TrueFan15. For 15, 15, 15, 15, 15, 15% off your entire order. Let me say it again. That's gritclothingco.com and use the promo code TRUEFAN15 for 15% off of your entire order. What up? It's Martin Moreno, and you are listening to True Chicago Sports Fans Podcast. Hey guys, it's Steven. And this is Sean, and you are listening to True Chicago Sports Fans. Don't forget to listen to No War on the Weekend, new episodes on Monday. You can find us anywhere you listen to podcasts. Yeah, so we're going to go do a couple of shots, so let's kick it back over to Big Z and E-Rock. No War on the Weekend. Welcome back to the True Chicago Sports Fans Podcast with E-Rock and Big Z. Yes, sir. This is The Loop. Nope. Nope, it sure isn't. 
This is the big three with it's, Big Z. It's not that easy. Oh, no. This I'm Rob Burgundy. What the fuck is wrong with me today? <laughs> this is three up and three down. I think I'll perplex him with my slow ball. One, two, three strikes. Out. All right, E, I got a question for you. What's up, buddy? Are you ready for some baseball? I am, man. I am. Are you? Look. I'm excited. Bro. I'm gonna, tell you, I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you what. Right right we we got such a nice taste of baseball with the WC uh, WBC this year. Um, a lot of teams that were expected to do really well yeah. did not go as far as a lot of people expected. Venezuela went down. Yep. Um, Cuba was another another team that was absolutely loaded. Usually a juggernaut. And um, you know, look, uh, Dominican was another really good team. I think Dominican was the one that I'm Favorite. thinking about, not not Besides Cuba as Japan. much. Besides Japan, Japan. I said, I, I said did. at the very beginning, I said Japan it. is winning this shit. I mean, like they're so disciplined, and you got Shohei Otani, who is clearly above, <laughs> above, uh, head and shoulders above the rest in the league right now, uh, with both being a, a pitcher and a hitter. You have not seen a player like this. I don't you, even, even if no, you include no, Babe Ruth in that. There's no one like as like as clearly like talented. Because the problem is, is that a bit, at the time of Babe Ruth, like he was just a like I felt like he was a bigger guy when there was not that many guys playing baseball yeah, because they the figure biggest fucking dudes out there and he's like hey can you fucking hit a ball he's like yes i can this can is you also throw i can do that yeah this is also when when the league was just all you know old white, white dudes like white. so that makes a big difference as well um but yeah i mean this this uh wbc was extremely entertaining what you saw out of the u.s team um one of the biggest things that we that that i want to recognize is the fact that you had um the entire team like being coached by ken griffey jr uh the fact that you're sitting there watching Tim Anderson getting meaningful at bats. Yep. You seeing black American players getting meaningful at bats. When you look at um, some of the other teams where we talked about, you know, uh, uh, not enough uh, young black Americans playing baseball. Seeing those guys on a national stage, on a world stage. I mean, I thought that was really, really uh, good and really important for like progression of representation of, of young kids seeing themselves out there uh, uh, in, a, in a stage like this. It's very important. Like you've always said, representation matters until it doesn't matter. And what we right. have now is less than 8% of MLB is uh, African-American yes. black, which is a shame because um, kids don't play outside anymore. No. You know, back in our day, we would, you know, collect as many kids from the neighborhood. Let's go play some baseball. Yeah. Let's go hoop. Basketball. Let's go play some. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can do all the type of sports. And that's not happening anymore. So, I mean, you got uh, Curtis. Because everything is organized now. That's really what it comes And it costs money. Yeah. And 100%. that's the biggest thing. Yes. You know, baseball. Well, the cheapest sports are basketball and, and soccer. Right. And that's why you see that, that progression. But. For us, you know, we were old heads and we're still clinging on to baseball. It, you know, it's our, it's our pastime. Yeah, absolutely. It, it's not no one else's pastime at this point because of the demographic. And you can pull up the numbers. You see the demographic. It is 38 and above. Yes. And, uh, and and it's 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 climbing higher every year after year. Well, I would say that that's the case at least in the U.S. But I mean, you look at some of the the, uh, the numbers that were coming out of like Japan and Asia in general. Ninety eight point seven percent of the whole country in uh, uh, Japan every, were everyone. watching the game. Right. Yes. So I mean, you think about that right there versus what you're seeing in the U.S. and you're understanding why you're getting so many. You know, you you had a few back in the day like Hideki Matsui and things like that. Mm-hmm. But now no you're more. seeing more in Hideo Nomo. Yeah. You're seeing more and more uh, Ichiro. Was like that big. Yeah. I think Ichiro was, Ichiro the, was big the big guy, right? Like yeah, that yeah. was the big one. You know what I mean? But you saw a few guys. You say Fukudome coming over for the Cubs. So there's been, Yeah, you heard me. Um, you know, uh, Iguchi played for the White Sox. So there was a couple of players yeah. that came along along 
along the way that you know had a little flash in the pan in the MLB, but they didn't quite pan out the way that they did in, in the uh, in the Japanese leagues. But when you see him come over here, like I said, you can't. I mean, you look at right now. I look at uh, a guy like uh, Shohei Otani, who's one of the best. I mean, I can't. I can't not put him, make him one of the most talented MLB players of all time, and he that's without the numbers. It's crazy. Baseball. It's crazy. Yeah, it's it's incredible. And like we said, rep- representation matters. For the U.S., this doesn't didn't matter. No, that's not true. It, that's mm, I, I disagree no, what with that. I, what, I, what I, I mean by that, with that a lot. What I mean by that is you had a lot of players who did who were healthy. We talked about this earlier. That they opted out, and that was a problem because our pitching staff was not as good as it should have been. With all the healthy guys that were out there, right? But there was, but there was also injuries. Like I know, Clay, uh, Clay Kershaw had an injury because yeah. that's what he does; he gets injured. Yes. Um, but I mean, like you look overall. I mean, I think that you had a lot of significance for the players on the U.S. team because you saw the emotion that they put into it. You saw the emotion out of the U.S. fans, and I think also because it's our quote-unquote national pastime, or at least it was for a long, long time. Um, you're seeing like a lot of passionate baseball fans hungry for the sports to come back. You know, you got that that hangover after the Super Bowl and. And, you know, a lot of times, even guys like us, like we use hockey and basketball, like we'll pay attention, but we're not like so hardcore into it. We're using hockey and basketball as like a placeholder for when baseball, uh, when basketball, uh, I'm sorry, when baseball is coming back. Right. So it's that lull from football to baseball. And because baseball lasts so long uh, through the season. Yeah. Everyone's excited at the beginning of the season. And then like a month later, like, oh, baseball's on. Okay, cool. Whatever. And it's a single elimination when you get to the playoffs. Right. That's. and, and that's I, the thing. I think that this came at the perfect time, but it also it kind of took away some viewership in my mind from the NCAA tournament. Um, you know what? Because you had both of those games on at the same. You time. You did have them on the same time, but I mean, like if you're if you're a guy like me who has like three TVs on at the same time, I mean, like if you're a super sports, you'd have like, to go to a bar. And and the thing is too is that like it's not like now where you only have one chance to watch one channel. You only have one TV. I mean, you can watch it on your TV. You can watch it on like your iPad. iPad you watch yeah. it on your laptop. You watch it on your, your phone. phone. Yeah. So even if you only have one TV in your in you your in your space, it, yeah. you can watch as much as you want. You if know, you have the 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 app or the subscription. Correct. Correct. Which, which again, you're still paying for it. And that goes back to my. Some of us are paying for it. <laughs> I'm paying for it now. And uh, what well, well, my biggest thing is the representation. You have mostly Latin American teams. Yes, now, right. If you're looking at the screen right now, we have Mexico. We have well, this Puerto is, Rico. So yeah, in the, in the we're bra- looking, yeah we're looking at the final. In the, yeah, in the, the brackets. Finals. Yeah, the second through through the championship, we have. Uh, yeah, Puerto Rico, yeah, Cuba. You had Mexico. You had Dominican Republic, Venezuela. You also Colombia played as well. So you had a lot of Latin teams, and obviously for for the Latin American community, you have a lot of baseball and soccer. Those are your two yes. main sports. So for for them, this was their Olympics. For baseball, yeah, I mean, and, and we talked about the, the baseball being an Olympic sport at one time, yeah, you know what I mean, kind of going back and forth. But I mean, you also had teams like Canada, where you had like Freddie Freeman playing up for Canada, yeah, yeah. and the rules of who, what team you can play for in the uh, WBC is very interesting because there's certain things like your lineage and um, your grandfather was a citizen of of this country or that country, or if you've played for that team before, you can join them again, right? It's very much like soccer. So you had some very interesting. Uh, pairings you had like uh, Yadier Molina being the uh, uh, manager of Team Puerto Rico. You have Mike Piazza with uh, Team Italy. So I mean, you saw a lot of these guys. I think there was a uh, guy. His name is Lance Newtbar. I think that's his that's his name. But he played for Japan, even though he's like American. But his lineage is J- Japanese. So when they were getting ready to go to the final, and they interviewed him, and they're, they're like, "Oh, how much Japanese do you know?" He's like, "I don't know. I nod and wave a lot." But I mean.
mean, I really don't know what the hell's going on a lot, you know? So, but I mean, like, it, it, one thing I will say is, like, you Darvis has been playing in the majors for a long time. Like, he was the hero of, of that uh, Japanese team when they won their second WC title years mm-hmm. and years ago. You can't tell me he doesn't know English by oh, now. No, he knows English. Like, he, he's, he's, spoken he's English still in out there with a the fucking, uh, with a, a translator. Uh, yeah, like, yeah, come on, bro. But yeah, I mean, look, you had teams like Israel, Nicaragua, like you said, Colombia, um, Czech Republic. That was really cool. And one of the stories about them was like it was a lot of doctors and lawyers. And I'm like, well, shit, you ain't <laughs> got a lot of weird shit going on over there right now. Um, uh, Korea, Australia. We've seen a few Australian players. Yeah. Uh, Lance uh, Liam Hendricks. Liam, yeah, Liam Hendricks for Australia, who's uh, you know on, on the mend with his uh, diagnosis there. Yep. Um, but I will say the uh, the biggest uh, uniform fail I've seen in a long time was Great Britain, where their letters were literally wow. falling off of their jerseys. Just like the team they choked. <laughs> that was were, a bad. That was just a bad team. And I also, mean, like, bad, who designed that fucking uniform? That shit was boring. Like their it was fucking Nike. biscuits. The Nike. I'll tell you what though. Uh, team Mexico with the W for those fucking fire ass like alternate. Like I don't know. Baby if it, blues. I don't know if it was because they were playing in Miami for most of the time and they just like took all the cues from the Miami uniforms over the years. But those were some of the dopest uniforms I've ever seen. Um, I, I think Venezuela has really cool uniforms too. And so did, uh, uh, if I'm not mistaken, Colombia had really, really cool uniforms. No, that Mexico one was pretty badass. And some Ooh. of the Mexican players even put their, uh, uh, their mask on, the uh, yes. each other mask yes. on. And then put on the uniform, and they, you know, baby blue with the red, and then uh, yeah, that hat's also baby blue with the red M on it. Th- that's a fire uniform. I mean, they, usually, you know, Mexico's pretty good about making uniforms. If you, I know you don't watch Mexican uh, soccer when they play, you know, nationals and all that stuff, but they've come up with some pretty badass uniforms of late. So I don't know who's designing their stuff, but there's a Mexican on that team. Yeah, no, it, it was yeah. Yeah, no. They, Not only was, making them, but designing them. It was really cool. I wish the U.S. hats were a little bit better. I I, I like their jerseys better than their the hats. hats. The hats. Are I, so I wish I wish the hats were a little bit better. Um, but I think overall, I mean, what you saw, you saw a really good display of the talent pools. Um, like I said, Dominican was kind of a disappointment considering the fact that they didn't even get to the uh, uh, the playoff rounds. That was because I mean, you look at how many really really good player young players they have on that team. Um, but I mean, I think overall it was actually a pretty tight. Uh, uh, playoff bracket if you want to call it that uh you know u.s beating venezuela nine to seven to go over and play cuba they beat the crap out of cuba uh, 14 to two but in that championship round usa versus japan was fantastic i mean best games i've seen in a long time really really good game and it ended of course with uh, shohei striking out his teammate mike trout now you got to go back to angels camp and you got to pretend like your friends all over again uh you and lance newt bar uh, but I will say one of the most entertaining games that I've seen in in, in all of baseball was uh, Mexico versus Japan. I mean, that right there with Randy Rosarena stealing home runs from like everyone he possibly could, sitting there and signing autographs in the middle of the inning. I mean, because it's an exhibition, because there's really no, you know, there's no money involved. This is not a professional thing. It's all it is is to boost the, uh, I guess, to boost the the notoriety or whatever yeah. of baseball. I mean, Rob Manfred out there like smiling and shaking hands with all these guys like I did that. Mm. A lot of these players, are, look, Mike Trout was already like, sign me up. I'm ready to go right now. And one thing that you discussed earlier was the fact that you think that that final final series or whatever the championship should be three games and not just yes. one. Yeah. Well, let me touch on that. Japan, that's a good game. First of all, that was one of the most phenomenal games I've watched in a long time. I wrote like ev- showed like, out. Like ever. Just fucking showed out yeah. and was like, I, this is my coming out game again. Because he came out during the World Series and uh, he really showed out, and he was a kind of an ambassador for Mexico. 
And people were shitting at him. They're like, oh, he's not even fucking Mexican. Well, he he defected from Cuba, lived in Mexico, played for a Mexican team. Yeah. And before the tournament started, he asked the president of Mexico, he's like, I want to play for the Mexican national team because my family still lives there. Well, it's not just that, but it's also the team that he was. It's also the place that he was able to defect to. Right, and, and I he mean, became, he became. You know, he, he's he as ingrained me- in the culture, and right. he, was, he was accepted. He's as Mexican as I am Puerto Rican. Like that's just what it is. I mean, you're around. You know what I mean? You're just you're you're in the culture. You're around the people. You you know what I mean? Like it's just. People it's just don't what know. Iraq grew up in Wicker Park, and he's uh, and you know, I, yeah. he's Puerto Rican by uh, by yeah. osmosis. Shitty poor, shitty Wicker Park, like the uh, when it was uh, basically uh, Baby Humble Park. I'm sorry, why are you flipping me off? Yeah, that's where I grew up. From like literally Wicker Park Avenue. From from 1983 to 2001. Okay. I know you're not, but I mean, fucking neighbors. Yeah, like, right. <laughs> but it was a piece of shit for a long time. It was a piece of shit. Uh, so that game was phenomenal. It went all the way to the wire as well. And Mexico had a chance. They had, they had the lead in ninth. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm like, oh, they got in the bag. They, they're taking out Japan. Finally, someone's going to take them out. Japan was scoring over seven runs a game for the entire uh, the entire WBC. So it's it's crazy. They were four and zero in pool play, right? And then you had Mexico about to take them out, bottom of the ninth. They, uh, I think they they walked the first batter and yeah. then they, they got a hit and then and you know U.S. was was thirsty to play Mexico because of Mexico beat their ass in pool they, play. You know that's the it's called the quote unquote the classico the classic game. Yeah, you know Mexico versus USA and then soccer, and then you have the the USA Japan game ending out with Trout getting struck out uh, struck out by uh, Shohei Otani. And like I told you off air, the championships uh, uh, should be a three game series rather than one off. Uh, just because of the talent that's on there, I think it would get more viewership. I think it'll be more exciting. Um, you know, that anybody can win one game, and that's what makes it exciting, kind of like the NCAA tournament, and that's what they were trying to do with baseball. Yeah, I mean, we talked about a little bit about the fact that you had the NCAA tournament and the WC going on a little bit at, uh, at the same time. And, and the fact that, like, you know, it's that ramp up for baseball. It's a ramp up towards, you know, okay, we're coming around to playoff time for NBA basketball. And, uh, you know, it's it's that thing. You're, you're coming around to spring. We know that in the summer we're going to get our, our basketball playoffs, our hockey playoffs, which, I mean, like, our, our – Knowing the, knowing where the Bulls are, I'm not that excited about what they're going to do. Mm. They can take the number ten, yeah. you know, the one of the play-in tournaments, whatever. Blah blah. Yeah. I really don't care. It, it, I'll watch it, but I, it, I'll watch it to analyze it. Right? I'm not going to watch it with any real hope in my heart because I no, look at the other teams no. and I'm like, you really don't have a chance. But I'm glad you got there. I guess. Yeah. I mean, are you? Ha- well, I'm not, I'm not going down a rabbit hole, but so yeah, so ahead, here here's here's the thing I I, I do want to mention though, Shohei Otani. Yes, sir. Mike Trout. Yes, sir. Um, Tim Anderson. Guys who do not get to play in the playoffs. Wow. I'm serious. Wow. Got a chance to feel. To got a chance to feel what it's like. You're like ESPN, forget about the White Sox playing in the playoffs. Got a chance to feel what it's like to play in a championship, sir. It does. You know, it that's does. a big difference because you can play the first round of playoffs all you want, and Ricky Ricky Rentier will go and fuck it up for you, and they'll he'll blow out all the arms of his pitches like he's fucking. Uh, uh, who do you think you are, Dusty Baker? Yeah. Um, <laughs> but but I mean, like you look at some of these guys. Look at the teams. You got what Jason Adam from from the Rays, Pete Alonso from the Mets, who never played the. He's never played in a championship team. David Bednar from the Pirates. Who? Yeah, exactly. 
So, I mean, like, you look up and down. Paul Goldschmidt knows a little bit. You got uh, Kendall Graveman. You know, all these guys right here. Lance Lynn. Lance Lynn. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, like, well, he, he played. No, he played you got a championship it, it, yeah. with the But I'm Cardinals. saying, like, but you get a lot of these guys who wouldn't normally have a chance to play in the championship. And because you're in this tournament, because you're playing for your country, because you made it that far, hey, as a collective group, you tried to make an all-star team like they did with the Dream Team and all that stuff. And like you said, there's a lot of players who are like, well, I don't know. I don't want to disrupt my spring. This and that, mm-hmm. whatever it is, I promise you. Next time, there's going to be a lot more guys with their hands up when it's time to uh, pick that roster. A hundred percent. I think w- you know what it took is kind of like the dream team when they got you know when they had the college players and they got demolished, and then you know the NBA is like, you know what, none of that shit. Yeah, we're, we're sending our best of our best, and we're going to go dominate. And then you have the '92 dream team in Barcelona who just stomped on everybody. Yeah, and and then that's I think that's what's going to happen. I still think Japan is going to be a powerhouse yeah. year in, and I mean. WBC and WBC out because it's it's every four years now, um, but you know obviously the Latin infusion of in, into baseball is going to be there. You're going to have the Latin teams that are always going to compete. Now there's going to be disappointments like we just had with Dominican Republic and Venezuela who had monster teams and could not do anything about it. Now the thing is that a lot of these these guys have dual citizenship, so they can choose which country they can go for. Um, so that's going to be a, a tricky situation for the next WBC. So now he, there was a big, the big controversy of the WBC was the injury of major named major league players, right? Specifically Edwin Diaz with the celebration for Puerto Rico, uh, jumping up and down is a fluke thing. He, you a know, the first, ACL. the first thing that I thought of was Martin Gramatica from back in the day yep. celebrating a field goal. And, you know, unfortunately, don't know, despite the fact that Edwin Diaz is like one of the best closers in baseball right now, one mm-hmm. of the best relievers and just a very solid player, it's going to hurt the Mets chances going forward because they were going to really rely on him and his, his trumpet to come out there and make all that fucking noise. Um, but I mean, like out for the season with the ACL and then of course Altuve with the broken, what was it, thumb or a pinky broken or whatever thumb. it is. So he's out for Six, a, a, you know, a good amount, like what, two months in the first part of the season. Yep, so, two months. I mean, the big, the big controversy was uh, having major league players, especially the stars like this, playing in an exhibition game, which really doesn't mean anything for uh, MLB, except that it brings more, you know, notoriety Viewers, yeah. and, and understand, oh, like I'm Venezuelan. I'm I have a representation in this yes. game. I'm from Puerto Rico. I'm from Mexico. I'm can whatever it is, Netherlands. You know what I mean? With Andrew Jones, who used to play for the Netherlands for yeah. some, I don't even know why. Um, but I mean, like that was a big controversy. What did you think about like these big name Major League Baseball players uh, playing in the WBC? I think it's 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 you. If you want to grow the game, you've got to put it out there, okay? And another gripe of mine is that baseball is just privatized at this point. Everybody has their own network. Uh, everything's on, on cable. It's not on regular TV anymore. Yeah, it, the Superstation is dead. You don't have the Cubs being broadcast all the way, you know, all the way to the West Coast. Uh, you know, the Braves used to be broadcast on the on the Superstation as well, from Atlanta all the way up north. Right. So now you don't have that With anymore. Chip Carey. Yeah, Chip Carey. Uh, I don't know where he went now, but uh, he's 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 uh, doing home call for somebody for the Cardinals. Fuck off. Well, whatever, and, but what the problem is that you don't have baseball being given out free. So if you're if the people who do yeah. not watch it are not going to be interested, there's Same there's the Blackhawks. The Blackhawks. Yeah. Who the fuck knew who the Blackhawks were? Because they were never on fucking right. TV. Okay. There's no such thing as free TV anymore. Oh, well, that's the problem. Well, that's the problem. If you want to grow a sport, you have to make it available for everyone. It, how are you going to learn as a kid? Because I, I learned how to play baseball by watching WGN. I watched the Cubs, and then when the White Sox joined WGN, I ended up watching that there. And I learned from Steve Stone and Harry Carey, and then listened to the radio, because I didn't even know that 
baseball was on the radio till like I figured it out how to use a radio on AM. <laughs> so I mean, I, I think making it available, uh, you know, once a week, twice a week, shit. I used to be excited to come home and watch Cubs baseball because right. it started at one twenty. I'm home by two thirty. Because you're, you're a Cubs fan, just just. Talk. I am not a Cubs just, fan. Just admit it. I appreciate the Cubs. I don't like Cubs fans. Yeah, that is. I still don't understand that. Yeah, like I don't like people who also like the same team that I do. No, I just <laughs> don't like ignorant cup fans. That's all. <laughs> I don't like ignorant sock sox fans either. So, but you, but you like the team. I love my team. Ah, but you used to like the other team. I was a big fan of Ryan Savage. Yes, you're a weirdo. So, <laughs> so there's some really interesting players. Speaking of the Cubs and the Sox, yeah, who might not break camp. One, yeah. one of which is your boy Larry 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 uh, looks like he will be the odd man out of the 26 man uh, roster ooh, ooh. Looks like uh, they gave him what uh, like 30 million over three years or some shit like that Some stupid number That was a good idea Yeah that was a great idea So he's not going to break camp because they have uh, younger and better guys that are coming up So uh, he's going to have to either take the assignment and go down to the minor leagues or be released And then someone else is going to be able to pick him up So that's, You mean he's going to be someone else's problem? Yeah, I mean he's gonna sign somewhere else on a minor league de- uh, minor league team deal. Um, he, he'll bounce around. He's a good utility guy because he can play multiple uh, positions. Um, that's that just happens. Same thing with you know Yomer was on our show and the same thing happened yeah. to him. He was the odd after man out. winning a gold gold, gold uh, yeah he won a gold glove and he was still you yeah. know you know axed out. So you know that happens in baseball sometimes. You know they they they'll take a shot with someone who's younger and up and coming. And the White Sox do have pretty much a lot of guys that should be up and coming and should be on the roster right now. So you know it's going to happen that's baseball that's business so what so two specific players that played for in the wbc yes, uh for team usa tim is anderson lance, lance lynn and tim anderson um you know with them having that extra time prior to the season i mean there was a lot of injury concerns about the white Sox last year just you know everyone all these guys going down whether it's illness you had mancata in there with that concussion and that rib injury or whatever shockingly because you know he's he's out again with uh uh, what is he with uh uh, lower back stiffness look man i don't think that kid wants to play no he wants to make music videos and wear his shades and his you know his button-down shirt like four buttons down right yeah cue his song yeah, so I mean, look, I, it, that's got to be one of more more disappointing players in the uh, in the clubhouse for the Sox, and, and and again, I don't I don't think he has that heart hustled muscle that we really want out of a player. He, he's not that gritty like Southside player. Now you look at a guy like Tim Anderson who fits that bar to a he T, does. right? And I mean, like you know him him seeing even being in commercials, right? I think he was in a commercial about the uh, oh he was actually the in, a, in a commercial where he wasn't uh, a ball or something went over. I think Joe Musgrove was on the uh, mound and the ball went over like between. Uh, uh, second and first and he says hey kim uh, tim can you go get that ball and he's like no i'm sorry i can't he's like well, well why not he goes i can't i can't uh i gotta stay between uh, uh, uh second and third as a shortstop and he's like well, yeah but no one's here he goes yeah but those are rules man i can't break the rules what's wrong with you so like it was a whole back and forth thing about the the new rules in, uh, in baseball right so that, that was a joke of it but i mean like you saw what tim anderson was able to do um in the wbc i mean you think that's going to give him a boost coming into the beginning of the season i think it really does especially because they see that the intensity and uh the grit that these guys are playing with that 
this means more than an exhibition. So it yeah. ramps them up. So I think that they're going to be ready to go come opening day. Whereas the guys that are at t- uh, spring training, they're like, oh, I'm going to practice on my fastball. I'm going to practice my curveball. Oh, maybe I'll practice, you know, some ground balls, that, you know, some high hops or whatever. And I think it's more relaxed at spring training, whereas you're in a tournament where everyone's like, it's one and done. Right. Get your shit together. You know, it, it's it's more of a high intensity uh, pressure cooker, especially because it's, it's on the world stage. Yeah, it's not just spring training that you know no one watches. So, I think for them, for guys who participate in the WBC, they should be ready to go. I think Eloy came back the next day, and uh, he's you know, uh, Graf- Grafal was like, "Oh, I'm gonna give you a day off," and he's like, "Nope, yeah, you're gonna." Grafal's like, "I want you should take a day off," and he's like, "Nope, I want to play." And yeah, then and he, he ended, up, ended up hitting a home run, and then the next day he was injured. You know, so you know, it's it's. You can't go out there playing scared. No, and you no, because that, that's how that, you get hurt. Right. The, and, when and, you go half speed, you get hurt. Right. The Edwin Diaz thing, obviously, that's a fluke thing that's yeah. happened to multiple players on flukes. Um, but with, S- same thing with uh, your boy Shorty Shortstacks over there. Shorties, <laughs> Altuve. <laughs> He's not my boy. He is what are you talking boy. about? He is not my boy. He's not on my team. He's not my boy. Um, I'll but, take him on my fantasy team all day, all day. Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, we're talking to, about dollars. I'm and trying cents. to win. I'm oh trying yeah, to win. Yeah, dollars and cents. Yeah, but I, I think it, it's a good it's good for the sport. Uh, I think the Mexican Benji Gill said we didn't win against Japan. Baseball won, but baseball won. Baseball won. Yeah, and I, I completely agree with him because it, it intensified that baseball can be fun. Now, so a lot of people actually talked about the fact that they think that the WBC should come either in the middle of the season or after the season versus the beginning of the season. What do you think about it coming uh, b- before? MLB actually starts because this is essentially the off period of all of the other leagues as well. Right. So, what do you think about them playing I, it now versus later? Um, I think it'd be a good a good uh, choice to put it after the season, just because they can play it in warmer weather. You know, maybe playing in Venezuela and playing playing in Colombia, like having like you know the, the South American Baseball Classic. You know, kind of just doing it out there where they rotate it from country to country that host it. And uh, I think more players will be willing to play because if they're out of the playoffs, they're like, you know what? I still want to play some baseball. Right. And then rather than if, if let's say someone does get injured, they still have time to ramp up by, by constant spring training. Well, I mean, the, the thing is, is that, you know, how, no matter how you break it down, MLB is the premier league in the world, right? Yes. So when they talk about the World Series, well, you didn't play the whole world. Who cares about this shit? Um, the fact of the matter is, is that it's the, it's the top of the top. It's the cream of the crop. Like, you know, everyone, I don't care if you play in Japan, Australia, Israel, or, or Mexico, or I don't care. You're trying to get to the major leagues in, in America, right? right? And, you know, so like, this being the time of year where all of the other leagues are off this is the only real time to do it and n- number one and number two if you are injured and you're on a major league roster at least it gives that team a chance to go ahead and replace you or figure out uh you know a second a secondary plan or whatever it is but i mean you got a guy like edwin diaz let's say puerto rico let's say he didn't get injured puerto rico keeps going he does really well all of a sudden you got a whole uh, a whole bunch of new mets fans just because he's on that team right agreed, agreed. so it is beneficial for these teams to get that following and begin the season but at the same time to me like if you try to schedule at the end of the year you got all these all these guys that are tired Mm. and you also have like a lot of guys unless you're playing in the playoffs they've already been off for two weeks they're having their vacation they plan it out like that they're going to venezuela and all the other places where all the other teams are at you know what i mean so that that's that's the difference there i didn't really have a problem with it uh coming at this time again your 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 biggest competition for eyes is with the the ncaa tournament Mm -hmm. um you know because what are you watching the nx the 
XFL yeah, instead. You, like, you, you don't want to compete. Yeah, you're just thinking about it. You don't want to compete with the NFL. Right. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? And, and that's that's always going to be the, the, the big challenge there to have it at the end of the season. That's why I love October so much because you got baseball playoffs. You got the beginning of both basketball and base, hockey. Uh, and hockey. And then you have the uh, you're right in the middle of the, the first like five weeks of, of, uh, NFL. of NFL. So it's a really nice time in uh, in, in the sports calendar. Um, I want to ask you about what you think about your White Sox going into this season and not just standings, but I mean, like, what players are you looking for a big improvement for, a big jump? Because I think realistically, what we're looking for is a guy like Eloy to stop claiming that damn web. And we're looking for Lou Bob to stay healthy a full year. And if, if uh, Tim Anderson could piggyback off of what he did last season, I, I think if Tim's head, head is in the game, he's going to be successful. You've seen what he can do. He can win batting titles. He can flip bats and, and bring that excitement to, into baseball. What I'm looking forward to is Andrew Benintendi being, yeah. being Andrew Benintendi and getting on base. I'm looking for Mike Clevenger to uh, keep his hands to himself and pitch very well. I'm looking for Liam Hendricks to beat cancer. I'm um, yeah. looking for Yoan Mankata to uh, stop making music videos and just fucking feel the ball and stay healthy. I don't see I don't see him changing, bro. I, I think don't he, see I don't either. I think he is who he is and that's never gonna change. Yeah, and you know what? Hopefully this coach doesn't take no shit from anybody and just says, you know what, you're gonna sit right here and you're gonna watch the rest of the fucking players play. Right. Lou Bob, if he can stay healthy, he is a five tool player. He just gotta he's gotta fulfill that that uh, that prophecy that everyone's given him. Um, you look at a Dylan. Cease. It's been around for so long though. Yeah, it's been around for so long. It's That's why been he's been traded. Yeah, Lubab. No, 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 no. I'm talking you're about, about I'm talking about Benatendi. Oh, Benatendi. Benatendi's be fine. He's he's a monster. He's a monster. He's gonna play baseball. He's he's a baseball head. I'm looking for Cease to have another dominating season. You know that that stash is gonna carry him all the way to the to yeah. another All Star game. Or he's gonna carry someone on it. Okay. <laughs> uh, Eloy, just you know, stay stay on the field, man. Just stay on the field. Don't don't do anything stupid. Don't climb uh, nets. Don't jump over the fence. You know. Are, are we gonna just keep him away from uh, the field this year? He, he might play twice a week, and he might be in the playing right field. Yeah. So um, Andrew Vaughn is the biggest question mark because you let go of, of my my one of my favorite White Sox players of all time in uh, in uh, Pito. So. I mean, that's true, and and you know Pito's going to produce, and, and he's going to put up thirty home runs and hit two eighty to three hundred, and you know Andrew Vaughn is, is is touted as the next big first baseman. We have yeah. a tradition with first baseman, so like like the Cubs do, but Andrew Vaughn, like, like it's either sink or swim. It really is. This was there's so many question marks on the White Sox right now that that this was the window. I don't see the window being open anymore. I think they they lost their window lost after twenty twenty, sure. and then you got Cleveland, who's fucking just really good they're, they're like they're the somehow, of they're, the central yeah they're us. somehow grinding it out because i mean that was the twins for so long so so long and they're right. somehow the 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 uh the guardians just continue to grind it out and find a way to win and find a way to like really compete in the division mm-hmm. and you know they might not be like the cream of the crop of the american league but they find a way to grind it out and, and beat the 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 central when they need to and and, yeah. and find their ways at the top and find their ways at the wild card if they need to or find their they just find their way into the playoff just to be like they're, they're like that annoying bug like get the fuck out of my ear and they're just mm-hmm. always there no matter yeah. like how strong you think your roster is or how strong you think your uh, your team is going to be going into the next season they just that you they never seem to go away no they never do um a couple other players i'm looking for giolito now that he lost weight 
uh, that he can actually pitch like Giolito has pitched prior to be, uh, you know, bulking up. So you're saying putting on that all that muscle didn't do a good job? No, it made him stiffer. You know who else did that and kind of fucked up his whole career? Who? Noah Syndergaard. Noah Syndergaard for Four. the Mets. He went one year. He had an issue with like some weird injuries. It was like you know, I think he had a couple arm injuries. I want to say he had a leg injury at some point, and he took to the weight room and he put on a bunch of weight. And he came out in the beginning of the season immediately. Like he had his muscles were too stiff. Uh, he wasn't properly stretched. He was like essentially too strong and wasn't loose enough. And he immediately got hurt and went on the IL for another like six months. Mm-hmm. And it was a bunch of bullshit. Like you spent all that time. You know, another player who is currently guilty of the, doing the exact same thing is Seiya Suzuki. Really? Seiya Suzuki put on a bunch of muscle in the offseason and immediately got hurt. He was supposed to play in the WBC. He would have had a title right now. He would have been able to bring that, you know, home to the, the, the Cubs clubhouse and show off that, that, uh, that title but unfortunately he got injured and he wasn't able to play and as a matter of fact the japanese team had his jersey in the dugout yeah. for the championship yeah. game and like he wasn't even there and like yeah no shit dude he was one of their he's one of their their teammates he was supposed to be there with them they yeah. know him they love japan, him japan was very classy throughout the whole they're, they're just respectful to everyone no matter yeah. what team you play for it's not like we you know we're like you know fuck them cardinals i'm dirty we hate the fans we hate the people we hate the the way it smells and their stupid jean shorts and their Timberlands and all that bullshit like so nice stadium though nice stadium yeah I mean I appreciate it like I appreciate their bathroom when I needed I gotta tell you that that was (laughs) that was awesome all right let's switch over to the north side what do you think the Cubs need to do to uh I I mean I don't think they win the division but how do they get competitive so I I think what we saw out of the Cubs in this offseason was a lot of moves. You, you saw them setting up for the future, looking at some of these minor league games that they had. You saw guys like PCW, Pete Crow, Armstrong really shine. Um, another guy that really shone as a, as a young guy who maybe not a lot of people in either Major League Baseball or baseball in general know a lot about is Javier Assad playing for Team Mexico. Uh, he did really, really well for them. He pitched fantastic. So you, sure did. Uh, you look up and down at that, uh, that opening day roster as far as your uh, depth chart and your pitching um you got marcus stroman who's gonna start uh for the cubs in opening day and he did a pretty decent job for team puerto rico but you still have kyle hendricks with that uh, shoulder strain that he came out of last yep. year with mm-hmm. where he almost had like essentially a dead arm um uh, but you brought back drew smiley on a, a short deal here um and you brought in jameson tyone who bounced around he was originally with the pirates and then he went over to the uh the Yankees for a couple years, but he was a guy that was a highly touted prospect before he came into the league. Yes, he was. And he's going to make a big difference now that he's a veteran. So the nice thing about that is that you essentially know what you're getting out of him. Um, you also have a, a couple of guys that that I really uh, am interested in seeing what they do this season, and that's going to be Justin Steele, Adbert Adzale, and of course Keegan Thompson, one of my favorite players from last year. Yeah, that guy would just like to sit now. there and yes. and, <laughs> and and gets in your craw. All the time, Adzale had some injuries when he came out real hot the uh, previous season. And Justin Steele has just been kind of a workhorse, uh, you know, uh, as a lefty. So Keegan Thompson and, and Justin Steele closing up that back end of your rotation mm-hmm. um, are going to be really interesting. But, I mean, when you look up and down, one player I was really, really impressed with lately was uh, Hayden Wisniewski. Um, he had this. Ooh. Yeah, you heard me right. Um, hey, look, that's if you are from Chicago, you better know how to uh, say the ski names because that's all the polo. All your Polish Does friends. Does he live have- on Belmont and Central? <laughs> <laughs> but let me tell you something. Uh, so this kid is out there throwing fucking wiffle balls, right?
right? So like that sucker disappears. You don't even know what kind of pitch. They call it like a slider or a sweeper or a dropper or a disappearer. Like a, I don't know what they call it, magic in a hat. But the, the pitch that he threw, I saw like a 90-second uh, clip of him mowing down uh, batters in minors or mm-hmm. in, uh, in spring training. And that ball is coming and coming and coming. Where'd it go? And it's coming. And it's it's basically <laughs> our bugs bunny. One, two, three strikes. Sure. Like yeah, I yeah, didn't even yeah. see the ball once, so I don't even understand how you were able to strike me out. So I, I'm really. Um, I think they did a good job of showing up the top end of the rotation with Marcus Stroman and Jamison Tyon. Tyon with the two L's with the A. You guys had the best uh, pitching staff. Was a bullpen in the second half of the MLBC last year. So. I, I don't I don't see them regressing. I think they will continue to grow. I think they have a lot of young arms and a lot of veterans on there that can help them yep. uh, round that out. So I don't think pitching might be I don't think pitching would be an issue. I, I, I feel season. like I feel I like the starting pitching might be something that maybe until suspect. you get Hendricks back. I think Hendricks is going to be a key because he he I've heard him in a couple of interviews talking about like he's feeling stronger. He's feeling better than he has in the last couple of years. He's feeling more confident. I mean, right now, when you look at that team, he is the only player remaining from the 2016 championship Cubs with uh, with yeah. Wilson Contreras, uh, sadly, moving on to the shittiest team in all of Major League Baseball. Um, but, uh, you know, he sounds very um, I, when I heard interviews of him coming into last season. He, he, he felt like, damn, there's something not quite right with me. And it just kind of mm-hmm. steamed to be that way. Now, he was the opening day starter for a long time for the yep. Cubs once you had, you know, John Lester and all of them leave. But now with him on the IL to start the season, you're going to have Stroman. You're going to yep. have him, yes, coming to a new team last year. But with all the free agency signings that they, they had on the, uh, on the bases in the field this year, um, this is really that, okay, all right. I was one of the first pieces of the puzzle. This is what we're looking at. This is how we go. I mean, because you look up and down at all these additions that they made. I mean, you got, you know. Well, I'm going to set you up here. I'm going to set you up. Because there's there's a lot. It's exciting for the Cubs, and I'm I'm even excited for the Cub fans. Dansby Swanson, a monster. A monster. Yes. Um, Not a great spring training. Um, I'm not worried. Not no, I, I'm not either. But you do want some of that to to carry over. To carry over, you want that confidence builder early on. You want to see him be able to take that momentum from, uh, you know, or uh, that spring training over into the beginning of the season because. You know, you look at that 2016 Cubs season, and I'm not saying that this is what this team is, but they started off so hot, they ran it wire to wire. So coming off to a hot start, you know, coming out and, and kind of smacking some people in the face, I mean, that'll go a long way with not only building the confidence of, the, of some of the younger guys, but building the confidence for some of the older guys who are new to the team to let them know, yes, you can be the, the driving factor to get this team a bunch of victories this year. All right, three other big names that the Cubs uh, signed this year is Cody. Bellinger in center field, Eric Hosmer first base, Trace, uh, Trey Mancini another right fielder. Two out of three are reclamation progress, and in, in my opinion, I don't think Trey Mancini is the Trey Mancini of old. And Cody Bellinger has been tweaking his uh, his swing uh, after the after the World Series. He he literally fell off where they pretty much DFA'd him. 
Well, I mean, here's the thing. I mean, let, let's not pretend like there's not a few of those guys on the roster, right? Guys like Jan Gomes, right? Because yeah. he kind of like floundered in the in the in you know he was never really a top tier guy, but he kind of floundered in the league, and he ended up on the Cubs when the Cubs were gearing up because they knew that they were probably going to lose Wilson Contreras, and then that's why they ended up going back and, and getting uh, Tucker Barnhart to kind of mm-hmm. have that a tandem there. Um, but even a guy like Eric Hosmer, who's been around the league for for quite a while, bouncing around in a couple of different teams, doing he's really a solid well. He's but a solid he's a veteran. very solid guy. And then when you combine him with Trey Mancini, you know, Trey Mancini is a guy that uh, Baltimore really loved because he came out of a cancer uh, situation. Mm-hmm. He came back and he did yeah. really well for them. So he was a surprise signing by the Cubs because he was kind of one of these late late additions after they kind of made their big splash when they got you know Dansby Swanson and things like that. But um, you know, I, I think we, we I think we both agree that the big one here is going to be Cody Bellinger. Yeah. You know, the things that that he was able to do when he was young when he came up with the Dodgers, you know, looking really good, looking like this is going to be a guy that they're going to hang on to and they're going to be able to assign to this, you know, one of these 15-year deals. And it just really kind of floundered out, a kind of uh, very similar to the way that Jock Peterson did. Yep. And Jock Peterson has 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 moved on. When he's, once he moved on from L.A., he had his time here. He went on to the Braves. Braves. He helped him win the World Series. And he's been bouncing around doing really well. I think he's with the Giants at the Yeah, Braves. yeah. I think he, went, he was at the Giants uh, uh, last season, and he helped them kind of move things around. So, I mean... It, you have a good combination of all of these veteran players that actually had really good uh, pops in their career mm-hmm, mm-hmm. with organization, uh, other organizations. And I think what the, the hope is, is that you have a lot of these young guys in a lot of those same positions that they play that look, look, you know what it's like, not just for the ups, but the ups and the downs. So can you help our younger guys yeah. understand and recognize? Yes. The good, the good is awesome. The bad sucks. How can I be even killed when I get to the majors? Because a lot of these guys, like Cody Bellinger, do really well, young on, and then you know what happens is at, once they struggle, they start to they cannot ever get out of that yeah. funk. So I think you know you look at, at a lot of those guys, Christopher Morrell, Nick Madrigal. I have no idea what the hell's going on with that guy. Yeah, we don't know what's going on with Nick Madrigal. Nicky Two Strikes has been on has been on the field for very long, and uh, it's a problem. We talked about the I asked you, would you sign Larry Garcia? Larry, in spite, in not in spite, but instead of having a Nikki two strikes, because you're gonna have to settle no, back down. No, and, and the reason why is because I, I still got Nico at second, right? I still got Nico yeah. at second. I, I feel good about him. I feel good about him coming uh, around on the outside of those injuries that he's had when he was you know a little bit younger. And uh, you know him, uh, you got Ian Happ, another guy, another homegrown guy by yep. the Cubs, and him with uh, you know Hendricks. Yes, he he started out with the Rangers. Him, Chris uh, Christopher Morrell. So you have a lot of these young homegrown homegrown guys that are kind of just those cogs that you're going to rely on and those are the guys that as they continue to get better Ian Happ had his struggles early on very similar to the way that we saw Wilson Contreras Contreras kind of flounder um, but we're looking at guys that are going to make the major league roster Miles Mastroboni like that was another guy right there that yes you heard me right um, he does what <clears throat> yeah you heard me right um, but he, he's another guy that okay it's like okay how we can how can we get him into the mix but most of the guys that you're going to be seeing in a Cubs uniform in about two, three years aren't on the roster right now at all. Oh, yeah, 100%. Do you think that Pete Armstrong makes uh, the starting uh, 26? Um, I th- day 26? I, I think he could, but I think with the, the moves that they made, I think they're going to let him sit there and simmer. And simmer. I think they might. This is a guy you might see, you know, like a May or a June call up and like see, let let him ride and, and see what he can do for the rest of the season. Because, I mean, you, you again, you have all these guys that you brought and you look at 
at the outfield. Uh, Cody, Cody Bellinger, Ian Happ, Seiya's got to come back from his injury. Right. He had that oblique strain, I think it was. So, I mean, like, you're going to see these guys get some time, but they're not going to get major minutes. We also have to see, again, some of the guys that they brought in, Trey Mancini, shit like that. Are you going to stick? Or are you going to get released by, like, June or July when they're really pushing? Yeah. And, and another big name that I'm thinking with the Cubs is Cody Hoyer, who came over for the trade. Yep. And, uh, again, I told you, he's a stud. And I know he's uh, right now he's on the IL for 60 more days. So you probably won't see him until the All-Star game. There, there is Look, this is a very interesting roster because, like I said, when you look at the mix of the veterans that they either brought in from other teams or that they're holding on from their own guys like, you know, uh, like Ian Happ and, uh, uh, and Nico, it, it'll be interesting to see how all these guys fit into the system, fit the rotation, fit what they need to do. But I think when you look overall up and down, like what they were able to do, because they had some really, really fantastic uh, games in spring training. I mean, if I'm not mistaken, they had like eight or nine win streak. And it was like, oh, my God. I'm like, calm spring down. Training. It's split squads, spring yeah. training. Like, I get it. It's exciting. We want our team to be good. And, and I think we both agree that when the Cubs are good, it's good for baseball. It's good for MLB. It's sure good is. for you know, everyone. So, I mean, it, it'll be really interesting to see, um, like you said, you know, Cody Hoyer. There's a lot of a lot of talent um, on this team, but talent does not necessarily always translate. And we really need to see how that translates from what they they what the back of their baseball card says or what their stats say in, in minors and in the cages and see if that's able to translate to the field. Speaking of speaking of translating, what is the win total in your mind? All right, Steven. So the uh, the, the win total <laughs> for the Cubs, not for the White Sox, for the Cubs. The win total for the Cubs is going to be about 65, 60. No. No, look, I mean, I think so we, we, we pulled up the Pocota standings because yeah. those are usually a pretty good indicator and a pretty good uh, predictor of where we feel like the standings are going to be. And they're just very accurate when we look up and down. Um, so when you look at their simulation ratings as of today, 326, uh, they have the Cubs winning uh, 75 games and uh, losing 86. Uh, you have Milwaukee uh, winning 87 uh, with uh, uh, losing 74, 75 and St. Louis 80. 84 and 77 so i mean you kind of you know 85 77 you gotta figure that out there um so i mean you know they they're they're calling the the playoff chances for the chicago cubs 8.9 percent can they win a wild card spot it really depends on what happens in st louis you know if you got injuries you know look at guys like wainwright some because the problem was with st louis is they are one of the older teams or they have very good paul goldschmidt a very good player played mm-hmm. in wbc played very well but this is an old team Right, that's the thing. Milwaukee, Milwaukee is is the kind of team where they always look real shiny in April and May, and then but they never seem to pan out. And even yeah. when they get a chance to go to the playoffs, they're one and done. Right. Yeah. So I mean, it, it'll really be interesting to see. The other thing too is that you got teams like New York, Atlanta, and and Philly, and and uh, and Miami to an extent who will compete for the wild card spot. So you either have to win the division or you're out. Same thing with the NOS with LA, San Diego, and San Francisco. So, I mean, you know, I, I would say the biggest disappointment is seeing what's going on with Chris Bryant in Colorado, because that's a big shame. He's just getting buried over there. Yeah. And, and I'm really, I'm really kind of so pissed off. Go to die. I'm really pissed off that uh, of the fact that like there was a chance for them to trade 
Chris Bryant for Nolan Arenado straight up. And now he's Chris Bryant is on the Rockies. And Arenado, is he on the Cubs? Nope, he's on the fucking Cardinals. So after all that. Killing but, it over there. Yeah, and, and fantastic in the WBC as well. Mm-hmm. So, um, But I, I, look, I, I think overall, when you look at the Pocota standings, I think they have right where they need to be at number three in the NL Central. I don't think they're going to. I don't think they're going to make a wild card or, or win the division, but I think they're going to make it really difficult for others to go ahead and do that. So you see them ending up as a number two? I think, the they could, I think they could be number two. I wouldn't be surprised number three. Uh, number three, anything lower than a number three would be a huge disappointment. Oh, I completely agree with you on that. All right, man. So White Sox, bro. White Sox, we talked about the, we talked about the Twinkies. We talked about the yep. uh, Guardians. Yep. You know, looking at how hot they came into the start of last season with the predictions. You know, we we got uh, um, Correa. No, we we got uh, what's his call, what's his damn name? Uh, the, your center fielder, Lou Bob. Lou Bob. You got Lou Bob, who was supposed to be the MVP of the league last yeah. year. Remember that? Yeah, I do remember that. You remember? I remember. Pepper's Farm remembers. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. So I mean, you look at that and and the way that they never quite reached the expectations that they were coming into last season. Where do you have the White Sox finishing this upcoming year? I, I think they just finished maybe one or two games above 500. Um, last year they were a 500 team, <sighs> and, and and that was with you know sleepy uh, a sleepy manager. And I mm. think right now we have a manager who is more proactive, more Ozzy Guillen type, where he's going to get in their ass and and he won't. Oh, he don't he don't give a fuck. He's not there to make friends. No, he's not. He's not. He don't he's, care. And I like that he came from an outside organization. Yes. And he's like, well, I already he, knew. Even though Chicago teams can't seem to stay away from uh, Kansas City. <sighs> because the Bears do the same thing. Yeah, we, yeah, we all do the same thing. Yeah, that, that's, a, that's a, a common thread with Chicago teams. But what I'm looking at is, okay, Minnesota's up there, as I predicted, with 87.9 just because they got their player back. They got all their players back. They got Correa back. That's why. Because that, Correa was supposed to be gone. That's you know what that is true. That is a very he sang with like five hundred teams. That is true. He went through. He, he was like, uh, where in the world is Carmen San Diego? Yeah, he sang with the Korean koala bears too. Gumshoe. There we go. Um, Cleveland is just a fucking greedy team. We already talked about that. So I see them in the mix. I don't see Minnesota winning that division. I see Cleveland actually winning that division. I think Cleveland has better pitching. They're more disciplined. They have a better coach. I think they're just a better team overall. Even though they lost a lot of talent, they just play well. I think Chicago is going to be a number two or number three. It's really it's up to them to show out or sh- or shut them the fuck down and trade everybody, trade all these pieces away and start all over. And you know what? The one who's going to pay for it is Rick Hahn. Yeah. Do you, do you trust Rick Hahn? Yes. He made the trades for, you know, for Chris Sale, getting, getting rid of that. I, I, I trust him more now that we got the whole TLR shit out of the way. Because I feel like, it, it, at the very least, his hand's going to be unbound compared that they were the the, the way that they Russa. were with Tony La Russa and he couldn't and, make a move. And after the deadline, he he's right. like, you know what? Fuck this shit. You want a Tony La Russa? Let's see what he can do with the talent yeah. that's on there. Because I can make some moves. It's, it's, I'm not it's, going to it's let one of those. Sink. It's one of those. You know, be careful what you wish for type of things. Yeah. And and yeah, and, I, I do I do like Rick Hahn. I will say that I do I do really like Rick Hahn. As long as Kenny stays out yes. of this fucking way, one hundred percent. Kenny stay in the stay in the ivory tower and collect your big ass check for doing nothing. And let Rick Hahn do what he's got to do. I it's think I that. think Kenny 
needs to stay out of White Sox business, and, 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 then, and then they'll be perfectly fine, right? Yeah, you and your wife from Channel Five just shut the fuck up <laughs> and stay out of White Sox business, just because it's it's simple, man. Let the GM do his job, and if he doesn't do a job, then get a different GM. It's very very simple. It happens in every organization, and unfortunately, the White Sox hold on to everybody and everybody from 1923 all the way till now. Larry, yeah. Well, Larry's gone now. Yeah, but I mean, like, you know. They, Rick's hot. Rick Hunt said, if we got to eat deep, you know, we got to eat dead money. We got to eat dead money. I they, need the best player they, out here. They kept bringing him back every time. And you're like, no other you're sitting there, players. why? You know what I mean? Okay, that's fine. But you're going to tell me that throughout the, the, the many seasons that he's been on the White Sox, there was no free agent uh, utility guys available or guys that you could use in, in multiple five spots. Positions. I mean, come on. Okay. He plays everything in the infield and outfield. Does he? But here's the problem. I can play. Hey, what is it? Uh, Jack of all trades, master, master of, of none. none. Right? You can't master shit except yourself, and that's called a masturbator. Hey, number six, baby, <laughs> number six. All right. Last thing. Yes, sir. American League, National League. Who's winning? Who's going to the World Series? Who's going to the World Series? You know what? That that's a tough one right now. Just because I'm looking at this, the Dodgers, who are my second favorite team, I don't see them doing anything. I, I think I think San Diego is the team in the San Diego. San Diego, a whale's vagina. vagina is the team to beat in the NL. I know Philadelphia got there and then choked, uh, along with every other team in Philadelphia. Uh, and in the AL, you know what I. I'm going to go with the heavy favorite. I'm going to go with New York. Oh, I'm walking here. <laughs> so let me tell you something. So, so, so you, you have San Diego and the, and the, uh, and, and the, the Yankees. Yankees. Yeah. All right. Who's won the world series then? Uh, at, at that point, I'm going for San Diego because fuck the Yankees. Yeah. But that's not what I asked you. Yeah. No, who you, who you want and who you think are two different things, sir. Obviously it goes with, Everybody being healthy, right? Uh-huh. So I think the Yankees have a better team, and they can beat they can beat anybody. You can't forget that Tatis is still out. We're still waiting for him to Tatis be completely still, healthy. Yeah, yeah. But, hey, you you can call him a non-factor all you want, but if that was true, the White Sox fans wouldn't be still mad about I'm James not, Shields. I'm not. You understand what I'm saying? I used to be. I'm not anymore. Yeah, he's a he's a he's a very very good player. All right, man. Look, I, I'm looking up and down. I mean, I, I'm looking at San Diego, and I feel like. I feel like every year, mm-hmm. if you're a sports fan, you kind of uh, fool yourself mm-hmm. into looking at the, the talent on the roster and says, you know what? That team should be talented enough to win. Okay. Here's the problem. They don't. They don't. They don't. They. How do you sign every really, really good free agent and that's- then just shit the bed? I mean, and that's the thing is that I would love to, to, to pick a team like the Mets. And I would love to take, pick a team like San Diego. Mm-hmm. But guess who I'm going to pick? I'm going to pick the guys who always win because no other team, until you prove it to me, no other team is worthy of my pick. So I'm going back. Philadelphia? I'm not going to Philly. I'm going to L.A. I think the Dodgers have really? the gut, the grime. I think they. I think Kershaw might have an interesting year. I think I, here's He's the thing. Not a one and done contract. I, right, exactly. So it's another prove it deal, right? Yeah. So I think that if the Dodgers uh, again, they don't have uh, some of the players that they had in the past years, mm-hmm. but I mean they do have Mookie Betts. Mookie Betts you yeah. have very good players in that team, and you have an organization that knows how to win, and that accounts for a lot more than people want to account. Just because you don't like so and so or this place. 
sucks and they I don't like where they play and they're stupid blue and I don't give a shit. JD Martinez, Freddie Freeman, Mookie Betts. They Max just Muncy. got JD Martinez yes. as a DH mm-hmm. in the National League, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. Chris Taylor, uh yeah, they had Austin Barnes. Will you Smith. brought back most of your team. And Jason Hayward. And you brought and Jason Hayward made the major league club. Good yep. for him, baby. Good for you, Jay Hay. I, I love it. I love it. Uh, again, veteran leadership, whatever you want to say. But, I mean, like, he's the guy that can go over there and not have a lot of pressure on him. Yep. So I'm, I'm taking the uh, – I'm taking the uh, – not the Angels because well, they're Dodgers. terrible. I'm taking the Dodgers as much as it pains me to say it. Yes. And and I'll, I'll tell you what. I've been rooting for San Diego to break out and bust out for years. Great. I will be more than happy if they happen to represent the National League in the, in the World Series. I just don't see it happening. Until you prove it to me, I won't believe it. Now, when I look at the American League, I have to go with – Houston. Yeah. Houston, again, until you prove me wrong, I'm picking you. Mm-hmm. You you lost Carlos Correa, and you replaced him with uh, uh, Pena. Jo- was it Joey? Oh, I forget his first name. But anyway, you replaced him, and he wins the World Series MVP. Yeah. Until you prove it different, there's no way I can't pick you. I'm sorry. There's not enough turnover on that team. Now, don't get me wrong. I think Altuve being out for a couple months is going to definitely hinder them. But Jeremy. at the same time, Jeremy Pena is going to have a bigger shot. You're going to have to have a bigger role. You got a lot of the guys that are, are still there. You got a few guys that have moved on from from this to, from the uh, Houston to other teams. But guess who else is on Houston Astros? Oh boy, Pito, right? So I mean, look, you 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 subtract, you take away, yeah. and I think he's going to have a big hunger. I think he's going to be a very integral part of that clubhouse. He's protected now. He, it, it's and not. That's the biggest thing. He's protected. But it's not just that. I also think that he he he's taken such a burden off of himself. And like you said, and, and it does. I guess it does come back uh, come down to being protected. Yeah, you got Otuva, you got Brantley. He's already come out and said that this feels more like a family atmosphere than the White Sox ever did, mm-hmm. which is fucking incredible because he stayed with the White Sox for all those years. Yeah. You keep coming back, and it comes down to it, and all you needed was a little bit of change of scenery in the MLB, and I was like, oh, shit, it's different over here. I hope he wins the MVP. I hope he does. I hope we, we have our, our MVP, though, right? Pito, like we can do that all over again, yeah. right? So look, I'm taking the uh, I'm taking the, the Houston Astros and the LA Dodgers until someone proves me wrong and those we see some crazy ass thing to happen, and I'm I'm, I'm going back with Houston. Oh, I'm, well. I'm taking Houston to win the World Series again to run it back. I don't see why not. Um, tell tell me why. Tell tell me why Houston's not going to win again. I can't. I just don't want them to. Yeah. The Yankees are great in the regular season, and then when, the when Stanton is healthy, that's a big factor because he cannot big. stay healthy. Yeah. Yeah. Judge is going to have another fantastic season. I don't know if he's going to be able to repeat, but he'll have another great season. Yeah, he's not going to have 60 homers. But I have, no, but why not? Why the fuck not? He he's literally healthy. coming in. Judge? Judge. Stanton can't say healthy. No, Judge Stanton's- was a workhorse. Yeah. Judge was a workhorse last year. I have no reason to believe that that uh, Aaron Judge is not going to at least do something similar to last year. I think it might be a more tight race when you look at guys like even guys like uh, Byron Buck, uh, Buxton from uh, mm-hmm. from the Twins is, is going to be good. Maybe we'll see something out of Benatendi with another change of pace going from the Red Sox to the Royals to now the White Sox. Mm-hmm. He just keeps changing socks. But I have no reason to believe that Houston is not going to win another World Series this year. Hard to argue that point. Yeah. 
really is. That's right. And ladies and gentlemen, that's why I'm always right. Thank you. Happy oh, birthday boy. to me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be right back with Stirring the Pot after a word from our sponsors. I think I'll perplex him with my slow ball. One, two, three strikes, you're out. Hey, true Chicago sports fans, show off your Chicago pride with some fresh clothes from Grit Clothing Company. Grit Clothing Company. At Grit Clothing, they create that simple yet classic style that represents that Chicago Southside lifestyle. From t-shirts to hoodies, hats to glassware, they've got you covered. Grit has everything you need to represent your Chicago pride. So do it right now. Check out GritClothingCo.com and use the promo code TRUEFAN15. TRUEFAN15. For 15, 15, 15, 15, 15, 15, 15% off your entire order. Let me say it again. That's gritclothingco.com and use the promo code TRUEFAN15 for 15% off of your entire order. Hey, this is comedian Ken Gar, and I was just a guest on the True Chicago Sports Fans Podcast with E-Rock. Big Earl E-Rock. and G-Money and... <laughs> Bunch of weirdos. <laughs> Tune in. <laughs> Welcome back to the True Chicago Sports Fan Podcast with E Rock and Big Z. Yes, sir. Oh boy, it's that time again, sir. Uh oh, you know what time it is? Oh boy, it's time for stirring a pot. All right, brother. I brought in a bag of Lay's flavored Funyuns. No, Funyuns flavored Lay's. Oh. So, and it was the wavy lays. Yeah, the wavy lays. So we tried them off air. We did. We did. I, I think uh, it, it's one of those things we've seen lays love to try. We had the biscuit, what was, uh, the, the chicken and waffles mm-hmm. ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had the chowder jalapeno, which were pretty good, but they're very spicy. So I still have like half the bag. I saw that. Yeah, those would be good with like some dip, but why would I do that? Because I'm not smart. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it was. It's one of those. The one of those things. So as they keep churning out the flavors, yes, it's already a Frito Lay flavor, uh, but it's one of those things where it's like, okay, this is a this is a different thing. This yeah. is different. Um, Collaboration, right? Um, it's essentially just take you know, it's it's taking a Cheeto dust and putting in a, a potato chip. It's you know, it's yeah. it's similar to that. Right, so, what was your first impression? Um, so wavy lays flavored or wavy lays uh-huh. funyun flavor. Yeah, it's fine. It's, it's fine. not a funyun. I'm not. I'm not the biggest fan of funyuns. I think they're fine. I'm not like seeking them out. Right. Like, um, especially now that I have to watch my salt intake. Yes, you know you that's do. that's another thing. Uh, thank you, forty-two years old. Um, but uh, you know that is I, I was never a big Funyuns guy, right? Like, if I had one of all of the chips where I was like, oh my god, these are amazing, it, it's always going to go back to like just regular old crunchy Cheetos, right? So it's just one of those in mm-hmm. the line. It's mm-hmm. like it's one of those when you're a kid, and to me, when you're a kid, it's the one that comes with the most in the bag. So I'm like, yeah, I want more. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I, I love, I like my favorite chip of all time is just plain Lay's. It's just clean. It's classic. It's salty. It's crispy. It's potato. It's just you, there's not a bunch of weird like like here's ranch. I'm like that's not real. Like this is just potato and salt. Like I, if you like potatoes, this is you'll like it. Now for the Funyuns, like it's fine. It's not, there's nothing wrong with it. I'm not gonna. I probably wouldn't like pick up a bag like oh my god. I can't wait to get home and rip up and rip no. into this bag. Right. So it was fine. I mean like uh, it's cool that you brought it out. It it would be really good in some dip. Yeah, and I agree with you. And I, when I taste, it, I'm like, kind of tastes like French onion. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. it's onion flavored, so it tastes kind of like a French onion 
Lay's. So I was, I was uh, kind of let down. I was uh, expecting more of a funyun taste to it, more of an onion. But it, but it doesn't have that corn like, it, and yeah, that's corn, right? Like, yeah. let's be honest. Yeah, like, that, it's just that's, that's the biggest difference. It's, it's Captain corn. Crunch with fucking <laughs> onion flavor on it. Love it. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, for me, I mean, I mean, if we want a favorite chip, it's gonna be the hot Cheetos. You know, hot. You know, oh shit, you're breaking shit over there. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's gonna be the the hot Cheeto. That's gonna be my my favorite chip of all time. Gross. Gross. It's okay. You don't. It's have not to like a it. flavor. It's just heat. It's okay. You don't have to like it. It's okay. Oh, no. It's okay. I, so, but, but, but <laughs> so, 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 go ahead. So, what are you? What What are your thoughts on the funyuns? Though, are you like, oh my god, funyuns? I can't wait to get those. I get flaming hot funyuns. You fucking. <laughs> you talk about I literally just bought a bag of flaming hot funyuns. I Big love it. flaming hot circles. Yeah. <laughs> No comment. <laughs> we'll leave that alone. This is not the not the day and age to pull that joke. This is not seventh grade anymore. No, nope, not anymore. No more your mama jokes. No. All right. So one one to ten on the uh, the the the. It's a funny and flavor. It's, it's, it's a five. It's whatever. It's yeah. right in the middle. Yeah. So for me, it's a fine. I don't yeah, give a fuck. Right, yeah, like I could yeah. take it or leave it. Right. So I'm not even gonna give it a oh, yeah, right. whatever. It's whatever. Yeah. All right, man. So since we tried something new this week, we uh, I have a question for you. What's that, sir? What? you looking at what are you watching that isn't sports shit um that's a, yeah. you know what it is i i just got the hulu live thing so i've been binging on stuff hulu has I, live sports exactly uh, what is it hulu has live sports oh, thanks and um i haven't caught up on the jersey shore family vacations that my trashy tv and guess what it's on there and i get to catch up so i've uh Ooh. seen what Vinny, uh jay wow and the situation and you're so weird Pauly d i've been watching it since they came oh, yeah. out you know i, I i'm a I, fulfillment i gotta follow it through i gotta see it through man uh, uh, so i've been catching up on that but uh seriously on uh what i've been watching let's see what did we watch um it is sports and it isn't because it's a documentary and i told you off air um, the Comiskey uh, yeah. documentary. It's on YouTube. Yeah, it's on the uh, list. So it talks about the last year of uh, Comiskey Park in 1990 and the, the wonderful season that they had, even though they were one of, ranked to be one of the last worst place teams. And it goes through and uh, they interview a lot of the vendors. They interview uh, Nancy Foss, who played the organ for us. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. you know, if you didn't know, back in Comiskey Park, like she was literally in the stands with people. Yep. And at some point, she was out in the outfield as well. So. It's a great documentary. It's three parts on YouTube. It's free. You can watch it. Um, very well done. And the same guys that are doing that documentary uh, have hinted that they're going to do a documentary on the Chicago Stadium, and I cannot wait. That Yeah, I did hear about that. that. I heard about the, the rumors about that. That's going to be absolutely fantastic. I can't wait to see to see that. Would you see the conversion of what you saw um, early on in the Bulls' career and then the house mm-hmm. that Jordan built and what it meant for those you know early 1960s Blackhawk teams and just going on through the— Chicago the, uh, Sting. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Come you know, the, the, all the teams that, you know, clearly I forgot all about. Um, but, I mean, like, you know, to see to see the evolution, it's, it's literally called the Chicago Stadium. So, I mean, how could you not do that? And you had some very iconic teams uh, go through and uh, iconic players as well. So, that'll be definitely interesting. And, and I have heard about that Comiskey uh, uh, document. Even if you're not even a, uh, a White Sox fan, you need to watch it just because. It's Chicago history. It is Chicago history, and they talk about who who was the architect. The architect was I forgot his name, but he designed churches. Bob, 
Seems Bob. Yeah, sure. We'll go with that. And he designed churches uh, before he designed Comiskey Park. So it would be the same thing. If they did a documentary, a three-part documentary on, the, on Wrigley Field, I'm going to watch it. Yeah. Because I'm just a baseball nerd. Um, but yeah, they nerd. Yes, right. Um, and so definitely go and see that. Um, the only thing I'm finishing up is Picard. So uh, yeah, I heard you and Sean gushing over it. Yeah, he's a big. Oh, he's a big Trekkie. Yeah, that doesn't, doesn't shock me. It's an age range. And again, yeah. we talked about Next Generation, yeah. TNG. You know, uh, Deanna Troy, and and yeah. you know, all, all Data, like Love Data, all those iterations, and the Borg, and Picard, and yeah. you know, all the guys. You know what I mean? It's, and, it's, it's and, great. And Will Wheaton, and, and all those. It, yeah. He is referenced. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know what so, I mean. So I mean, so, yeah, it's it definitely is a good show. Uh, again, uh, Peacock and and Paramount and all Say these what? streamings now. Streaming sites have all these uh, nostalgic shows and, and remakes, and, and they're doing a great job with it. Um, I think that's pretty much it. I've been busy with, uh, you know, learning how to build uh, videos for you guys on YouTube. So I've been and, <laughs> and WBC and NCA tournament and spring training and, and it's bowling. hard, yeah, and bowling. And yeah. It's hard. It's hard to squeeze that in. Yeah, something like you. So I'm bowling. You're you know, doing softball. Yeah, yeah. That's that's usually how that goes. You know, one thing. So I want to piggyback real quick off of you talking about the documentary of uh, Kaminsky during the WBC. You had uh, you have Big Poppy and you have A Rod in there. Mm-hmm. A Rod, the most awkward human on the planet, where he looks like he's in TV. such pain when he laughs. Like he's he he. You know when they tell you like something you, you're trying to to direct pain from something else and you take a, a thumbtack and put it in your in your yeah, hand to like distract you. Yeah. I feel like that's him all the time. He's like, I have to smile and his face looks, looks like a so painful. Animatron. It is so terrible and and every time and you see Big Poppy with his broken English and you know his his exaggerated accent because you know he speaks better English than that. Oh, yeah. Um, but I mean his exact. He's like, oh, I love you, my brother, and blah blah blah. You know what I mean? And see, A Rod. And he's like, I am very awkward. I belong at Chuck E. Cheese on stage. Like, mm-hmm. you, you animatronic-ass bastard. But one thing that they did do d- during the WBC was they talked about their uh, um, their playoff appearances against each other with the Red Sox and the Yankees. Yeah. And one of the things that they did was they stood in the field that used to be Yankee Stadium because it's now an empty field across from the U- new Yankee Stadium. Okay. And they literally like walked down the base pass and it's just it just looks like an empty field that you would see, you know, back in the day we used to play ball. Um, and they're talking about like, remember this spot right here? And it's like, oh yeah, I remember when I beat your ass over there, you know? And Damn. A-Rod's like, oh, thanks for bringing up sore memories. I'm like, your, your life is a sore memory, you awkward bastard. You lost Anyway, so, uh, yeah, so, but that right there was really, really cool. Um, speaking of that, too, like, seeing uh, uh, Jeter in, like, these random-ass commercials is dope, man. Yeah, I love like, Jeter. The, the, it was, like, some car, and it was, like, also a captain's chair, and you just turn around, and you just see him there yep. looking just like Jean-Luc Picard. Yeah. Chilling out and it's like, yes, I'm still the captain. Engage. Come and collect your basket. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, so and then the other thing that I saw, sir. Oh, sir, yeah, tell me about this, sir. We had a company outing mm-hmm. uh, to go see John Wick Four. Now, to be fair, I didn't see John Wick Three. I saw one and two. I did one not see two three. Was amazing. Yes. Um, holy shit, dude. Uh, you want to talk about like a cinematography masterpiece, like a feast for the eyes. We saw it in IMAX and I, I was genuinely concerned about my heart rate because the fucking sound was just like, oh, you're not going to, uh, you know, your heart's not going to beat on you in its own for the next two hours. Before We're going to beat it for you. We're going to beat it for you. So that was a little nerve wracking. Um, but the movie itself from storyline, it's one of those movies to me where you don't need a lot of context. You could have walked right into it. 
certain parts absolutely like would have helped, mm -hmm. right, Mike Logic? Um, but I mean, context is only important when it's needed. When you just start something out of the blue, I feel like you could have picked up this movie out of the blue, not having watched any of the other movies, and still been highly entertained. Um, a lot of murder, like let's oh, let's God. let's be fair, just yeah. like everyone killing everyone, but. Uh, um, brilliant you uh, the the cinematography was just absolutely gorgeous the scenes where they were shooting from um the 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 sets with the lights and the i i don't i i it's one of those movies where like i don't want to ruin it for people because i really really think that like i said whether you're familiar with the franchise or not it's something that you can pick up if you do have two and two hours and 40 minutes to you know watch it a, a 10 nice hours to watch all movie. three of them. right um but yeah i mean like i i gave it a, I, I gave it at least like eight and eight and a half nine out of ten i mean and, and and i'm weird with movies like i really have to i need Did a good story asleep? That is true. I I made sure I had a nice cup of coffee before we went, um, but yeah, I mean, I I really really enjoyed it. So and, and it was one one of the first times I actually saw a movie on the day it premiered. Like I don't think I've you know what I mean because oh. and we had a good thirty employees there, so it was a nice. our quote unquote company outing. So yeah, um, with the price of his head ever increasing, legendary hitman John Wick takes his fight against the high table global as he seeks out the most powerful players in the underworld from New York to Paris to Japan to. Berlin, of course, Keanu Reeves, and uh, some really, really good acting. Uh, there was uh, a lot of surprises in there that you might not expect right away. So definitely something to uh, check out. And and I would definitely uh, check it out with uh, with, with someone, uh, someone that also enjoys it because I think it, it is a lot of gratuitous violence. So I make sure that someone's not going to be sitting there squinting through their, their fingers the whole time. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's definitely one to put on your list. And I'm going to have to go and check out uh, number three so I understand some of the, some of the context oh, in, boy. in number two. But uh, you, got, you got anything else, man? No, no, no. We've been busy. We've been busy, man. It's, uh, I just want to say happy birthday. I know it's tomorrow and it just comes out on Tuesday. But Thank you. happy birthday uh, and uh, stop. Uh, you got to lay off the chips, sir. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I, I was never. I eat more popcorn than chips. No you salt. know, yeah, more but salt. no salt. But I, I, what I started doing is I started incorporating the salt in the oil when I cook the, the popcorn, yeah. right? So just shake it up and just so there's a little bit there. But so uh, yeah, I appreciate the uh, the birthday wishes for my old ass. I also want to shout out to my my youngest uh, who will be four on the thirty uh, first. She's never had a birthday party because it's been during COVID. So yeah. her first birthday, second and third were all essentially during COVID. So this will be her first legit birthday party so happy birthday amelia i'm sure you're going to listen to this episode because you listen to all of our episodes of going all the way back to before you were born so <laughs> <laughs> so when you put those that that uh those those cans on the uh on, on my wife's stomach when, when she was in the womb just like hey check out this new podcast guys that's right so i think that's it man i, I think, think that's it it's time to get out of here i think it is time to go i'm gonna go eat some oxtails bro i'm, I'm right. ready i'm ready oh, let's go all right ladies and gentlemen that is it for today thank you so much for listening a big thank you to our sponsors 606 media true chicago sports fans and grit clothing company don't forget to go to gritclothingco.com and get your official tcsf podcast t-shirt search for keyword true chicago and use our promo code truefan15 at checkout for 15 percent off of your entire order that is is true fan 15 go and get your shirts right now and don't forget to check out the rest of the 606 media lineup the newest show in the 606 family is no water on the weekend with steven and sean it's a pop culture forward podcast that dabbles in funny trivia film television music and chicago-centric news and happenings new episodes are available on mondays wherever you get your podcasts 
also make sure to check out what's going on with uh, the Shine Native Entertainment crew, Mike Logic, Joey Childs, and Ideal. They all got brand new projects that just came out. You got the Too Much to Text Volume 1 from Mike Logic and Joey Childs. That is available now on all DSPs, so go in and head and check them out wherever you like to stream. And then also Ideal's new project, uh, Feliz Iguapo, also a release on 3323, so definitely go and check them out and, uh, you know, give them some feedback, man. You can always check them out on their Shine Native Radio podcast, which is available on Tuesdays on their uh, Facebook page and YouTube, but it's also available as a podcast now on all major platforms. Mike Logic, Ideal, and Throw MCs talk about sports, movies, and all types of ill shit. And if you have any uh, music that you'd like to submit, go ahead and hit them up. If they like it, they'll play it on air, and if they don't, then you ain't gonna hear your shit anywhere. <laughs> Shout out to Ronesh, Panic, Serious Beats, and Custom Made for the beats we played on today's show. Check out PanicOnTheBeat.com for all your moment merch and gear and don't forget to check us out on social media you can find us at true shy fans on twitter and on tiktok find us on facebook instagram spotify and reach out to us on the email uh hit the dms let us know you're stirring the pot uh recommendations and uh, what movies and shows you want us to see so we can talk about it on the air you can reach us at true chicago sports fans at gmail.com all right, y'all, for Big Z, this is E-Rock. We'll see you next week for episode 137. Until then, be good to each other. For the love of sports. Swish. A few moments later. Wait, the Bears are what we thought they were. What, what, what we thought they were. Um, you know, this is not how we wanted it to go. You almost can't even make it up. It's that bad. Oh, my goodness! Didn't see that coming! I'm diddly What? Did we just become best friends? Yep! You have a lot of incest. That's real. Shut your mouth. Lover boy. Nature versus nurture, Lodge. Nature always wins. I think he's on steroids. Hasta luego, amigos. You think that's all? Oh, I shouldn't have had those artichokes. I'll eat that poppers. Thanks, Cubs.